Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com you are listening to jock journal radio and now it is time for the sports drive your host josh lopez will be taking calls for the next two hours and his co-host sean mann will be giving you up-to-date news direct from jockjournal.com so get on the line and become a jock star Going on, everybody here on a Thursday, the day after Hump Day. It's the Sports Drive <laughs> here on Jack Journal Radio, JackJournal.com. It's Joshua Lopez, the student game here of professional sports. We're live every Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays right here on Jack Journal Radio from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Making some major announcements in the uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, we may change platforms, but we'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> Let's get some particulars out of the way. If you like to join the program and be part of the show, you can give us a call at 602-753-1743, or you can hit up our text line at 77948. Just dial 77948, type in the word text, face, and then message. We have a question of the day for you guys. Which team has been making the most noise in the MLB winter meetings? Question of the day. Hit us up at 602 602- Seven five three one seven four three. We'll have Sean Man, the historian man, coming out in just a couple of seconds. He's going to get in through our Skype connection. By the way, if you're if you're listening to the show and you look at the top and says Skype, if you'd like to be part of the show, you also use Skype as well. Just type in your username on Skype and uh, you can join the show. Um, we're on Twitter at Dot Sports Drive. It's D A Sports Drive. I'm at Twitter at W D Josh Lopez. Follow Sean Man at Twitter at Sean Man SWR. Follow the Big Bag of Lynn, Frank Sprinkle, Jock Journal <laughs> Frank. Uh, check out check out JockJournal.com. Um, we got always, if you ever missed an episode of the Sports Drive, you always go to JockJournal.com backslash TSD, which is the acronym for the Sports Drive. Um, also, just uh, give, give us all a follow on uh, social media while Sean Man is rumbling around in the background. Hey, what are you doing? Me? Me? He's blowing yeah, away. He's making a lot of noise in the background. 
Jeez. Oh, yeah, a lot of noise in the background. I, I don't know what it was, but uh, some difficulties do happen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sports Drive, like Josh pointed out. It is Thursday, December 10th, 2015. We are live right now. The weather is uh, not too bad out here in the land of potatoes, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Doing well in general, mm-hmm. and I had an absolute sensational, fabulous, mm-hmm. and wonderful Wednesday with a more oh, beautiful God. morning, a beautiful afternoon, and a very, very beautiful evening. We'll get to that in just a couple <laughs> seconds. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just get to that in a couple minutes here, but um, I want to give some particulars out. Um, like I mentioned before, hit up our text line, 77948. Uh, we'll have the Skippy Bills Smash Hour at the top of the hour with Brian Snow for the Radio Sports Network. Uh, also, we'll be having uh, possibly a couple of guys from uh, our very own Jock Journal site. We might have Eric Barnett coming in to talk about the NBA and also Javier Avalos uh, coming in to preview the Vikings-Cardinals Thursday night football game. Finally, a good Thursday night football game to watch tonight. Um, besides that, let's bring in the boys. Let's start off with the big blue bumblebee boy from Blue Bumblebee, and Indiana. It's the Gale Force win. And I am. You know what, Josh? You said we have a big announcement perhaps over the next few weeks. Now, let me ask you. Is it true about this big announcement? Sean Mann is turning pro in bowling. Is that true? Is it true that that I've been hearing these rumors that Sean Mann is about to leave us and turn pro in bowling? Well, it's Thursday. You know what time it is. It's time to figure out Sean Mann's bowling adventures at the Blue Bubble Bee Bowling Alley. How did you do last night, buddy? Ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls listening in to the sports drive, it just so happens that I... Sean Ross Mann had an arguably I arguably had a very good night on the sports drive uh, on uh, uh, for bowling. Boy, I uh, Mm -hmm. I not enough not enough coffee today, I guess. And the scores: I shot a one twenty in the first game. I shot a one oh nine in the second game. And okay. I shot a one thirty eight in the third game. Now, ladies Damn. and gentlemen, that is an improvement. I am a pro. I am the bowling master. Oh dear Lord, oh, Josh, the rumors may be true. He may be leaving us to go pro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These rumors, they're not just rumors, they're probably true now. Good. Hey, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, buddy. Any strikes? Okay. How many strikes? Okay. That's not a matter of how many strikes. Did you bowl? Well, yeah, it actually is. Or no, it's not a matter of did you bowl any strikes. How many strikes did you bowl? Uh, I had my share of strikes. I had like uh, in the three games. It wasn't like back to back or a turkey. Uh, I had some strikes where um, I had like uh, three or five strikes. You know, I wasn't really really bad last night. So for all you people that say that Sean Mann is a worthless bowler, can go to heck. Go to heck. How about we test you for PEDs? <laughs> Whoa! What was that I heard? Yeah, let's test you for PEDs. I mean, how do you go from have from, from sucking up all last week to doing well? I, I recommend, I want there to be an investigation. I want Sean Mann tested for PEDs to find out if this was truly, if his performance was truly.
truly authentic. Me ha- having PEDs? Come on, you right. know that. The- yeah. Come oh, on, oh. You, you can't. You know what? You can't cheat, and you can't do that. It's, it's Christmas time. There's no cheating. There's no whining. There's no sad faces <laughs> during this time. Remember, it's the most wonderful time of the year, ladies and gentlemen, Josh and Frank. Well, not well, not if you live in the city of Chicago where it's Health City USA going on over here. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is I'm just being Sean, by the way, Sean, your night actually got better. So not only did you bowl these three uh, marvelous games in which I do question PD usage. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Yeah, oh, my goodness. How about, oh, my goodness, the Celtics beat the Bulls last night on national TV. Uh, hey, before we get into that, hey, before we get into that, how many gutter balls did he have last night? That's the more interesting now, question wait, I have. What I had for gutter balls, okay, gutter balls that I had was – Actually, I think I only had like four gutter balls total. Dude, he wait, yeah. four gutter balls. You, are, I, are, I retract my PED statement since you did bowl four gutter balls. Maybe you're not on PED. So guess what, Sean? I retract my PED statement. If you bowl that, <laughs> if you bowled all but one gutter ball, you're not on PED. PED. So oh, I retract geez. my statement, but I don't apologize. Sure. Gutter ball. Gutter ball. Gutter ball. You know what? Gutter boy. Nobody, Gutter boy. Nobody will ever, ever underestimate the bowling master and underestimate the heart of a champion, which is what I am, and the bowling master. The heart of a champion. Just stop. Well, let me, so let me did ask you. Did you have, did you, did, were you on Instagram hitting it up with Pavel Sandoval to get some motivation? You, hum- you know what? Oh, oh dear you Lord. Leave, hey, hey, leave the panda alone. The panda is a good guy. <laughs> the panda. Let me, let me ask you this, Sean. He looks, like, he looks like a panda. <laughs> let me ask you this, Sean. So after yep. after you left the lanes, uh, how many women t- did you go to the club with after the after the game? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, if you had all these great games, how many did you have, like three women on you going to the going to the club? It's amazing you're able to, to do the show. It means one thing: that the women they enjoyed my humor. Because I've always got that man's sense of humor, and I had a great time. I was cracking up a lot of jokes and having a great time last night, having a couple uh, cherry Pepsis and a slushy, and a and they even served pizza there at the bowling alley too. Yeah, they served pizza. I should have been there. Hey, for free. And you know what, ladies free and gentlemen, pizza. next bowling season for me starts January twentieth, and I will be back. And ready to have a better season than last season. You better bowl better than what you did last night, because then I will be questioning PEDs. Hey, I shoot a 138. What the heck is up with that? <laughs> hey, let me ask you this: Did the alley, did the alley you were at, the lane you were at, alley lane, um, uh, the bowling arena, whatever you want to call it, did they, have, did they have the play? Uh, well, who cares? Who cares where you where it was at? Let me ask you: Did they have the Bull Celtics game on? Because it was on ESPN last night. Did they have it on any of the TVs oh, there? Oh, you bet it was. And I tell you what, it was the most beautiful night of my entire life. Merry Christmas! Are you Johnny. kidding me? It Are was. Are you kidding me? It was great. Wow. Oh. I feel like I lost because here's the thing: I uh, since. 
Josh is rooting for the Bulls, and we're from Chicago. I unless it's the White Sox, of course. We oh, do have two rooting fans. I feel like I lost too. I'm a loser. You know what? Sean Mann's the ultimate winner, and guess what? Josh and I are the losers. You know what, Josh? We were looking up to you on Tuesday morning because you actually predicted the Cowboys. How you did? I'm still trying to figure that out over the Redskins. We were looking up to you. Now, guess what? You have to be at even keel with me because we have to look up to Sean this morning. This is how we do it. Oh, God, please do not. Though, for all that's holy, please do not sing ever again. Unless Mm. it's Christmas. Hey, Fred Fred Hoiberg. Fred Hoiberg, can you tell me how it makes any sense to put Joe Kim Noah on the freaking bench? At the end of the freaking game last night, when you need to get rebounds, you freaking Nimrod. I, I, I do I question that. Say it. I, I, you know, I, I know that it was a tough loss for those Chicago boys last night, and even for Josh Lopez and for Frank. But you know, like I said, we're losers. We're when, losers. When the, when the clock hit, I, I, you know what? You know, I, I, I'm going to go on this rant. I'm, I'm going to go on this rant, and bear with me because this one's important. I don't know if I can. Okay. This this radio market in Chicago right now is the worst it's been in years. Probably the worst of all time. Yeah, you're seeing exceptions here and there. You're you're a fan of sports and bursty, Frank. I'm a fan I of them. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of Jonathan Hood's show on ESPN 1000. But that's it. All the all these other guys just find something to bitch about each morning. The Bulls are eleven and eight. It's early in the season, and they're already saying, "Oh, this team is horrible. This team doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs." It's freaking December. Shut up. <laughs> it could be twelve and seven. They could be twelve and seven. Listen, I do have to complain this, here. You're uh, right. David, David, David Kaplan, Carvin, and Yurko, Waddle, and Sylvie. Always jumping on knee-jerk reactions and meaningless regular season games in December. What matters the most in the NBA, boys? The playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> I just hope the Bulls can win a few games. Listen, Josh, I'm going to take your side here. You're you're acting, you're acting like people are acting like the Bulls are eight and fifteen. They're eleven and eight. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, that's what happens. It's not great. It's it's not great, but to say that the team is horrible, come on. Oh wow! You know what? Sean Mann is the ultimate winner. You know what? That's... I I don't I don't know what to say because we have to. It's like then again, wait a minute. Like hell, I'm gonna kiss your butt. Forget that. Look, I'll just give you your due. Uh, you're the winner. You bowled all those three games. You probably won them all. Whatever or not you did, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the Bulls did lose to the Celtics. You know what, Sean? You're the ultimate wiener. I mean, winner. But you better enjoy it for only one night. Here he is. You know, what I have, you know what I have to say? Merry Christmas to me. This was an absolute thing that I needed. You are a because, moron. Don't because, you wish Merry Christmas to yourself? Gosh. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hold it. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hold it, you big Chicago fan. It's my turn to talk. Because Whoa. I can say, hold, 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 up. hold it, hold it, there, Sean. Hey, that that sounds like somebody a hick in the South would say to label somebody or be racist. Don't do that. Uh, okay, don't, well, don't, it, don't it, say it, something it, like that. 
Anyway, it was the most. That's why I have to compliment myself. Whenever a Boston team wins, I'll just support. I'll just congratulate myself and be happy that they always win because they're the best. And and the fact that I beat Josh in the bet. Yeah, and the fact that I beat Josh in the bet means it was a perfect way to end. Profile pictures. I can't wait. I can't wait to see Josh. Oh yeah, sure, Josh. I can't wait to see Josh. You putting up Boston Celtics gear for an entire week. You're mm-hmm. gonna love it. I'm so sure. glad I gave you some stuff yesterday. Oh, what a beautiful day it was, and it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, I grew up on Mister Rogers' neighborhood myself as well. Sean, you do not. I wish, do. Right, Sean, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Sean. Yo. Uh, I have lived. I have lived. 34 years. I was born on August 6, 1981, so I have lived many Christmases more than you or Josh. All right. Uh, let me ask you this. How many Christmases do you think I have wished myself a Merry Christmas? Uh, 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 let's see. Uh, <laughs> you hit me with that one, didn't you? I think you hit me with that. <laughs> Zero! Zero! I have never wished myself a Merry Christmas in all the Christmases in my life. I don't look at myself in the mirror and say, hey, Frank, Merry Christmas. I never <laughs> wish myself Merry Christmas. Oh, my goodness. You must be the first person ever to wish yourself a Merry Christmas. Hey, Gosh, what hey, is wrong with you? Hey, let me tell you how brutal it was last year. I lost numerous bets by this time in the month of December, and it was awful! Awful, awful. So now I get a chance to enjoy it so I don't have to look at Bulls gear to end the stinking year. Do you know how rough that would be for me? I'd have to get up every day looking at that, and Josh would say, oh, isn't this beautiful? Looking at Chicago stuff, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I'd be sick to my stomach. I'd be just ready for the end. I'd have to count the entire days to take that stuff off, but Josh will enjoy that Celtics gear. Merry Christmas, Josh. Merry Christmas, Frank. Now that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Okay, maybe maybe we're, maybe we're the losers here, but you wish other people. That's how you wish somebody a Merry Christmas, not to yourself. Scrooge. No comment. Dude, I just commented no for you. Comment. Hey, one of the best days of my life in a long time. Heck yeah. Well, that comes to an end once the Blackhawks beat the Bruins. That's not happening on March 3rd. I'm going to get an early birthday present since my birthday is March 24th. Bruins beat the Blackhawks. Okay, let me ask you this question, uh, Sean. Let me ask you this question. Which one was was a better day of your life? Was it yesterday, December 9th, 2015, or was it February 1st, 2015? February 1st of this year. Come on, which one was a better day in your life? Number one's got to be February 1st, 2015, because that's uh-huh. the New England Patriots won. But I'll leave it like that. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking, uh-huh. you know, kind of interesting. You know, what's kind of interesting is that, um, uh, well, not today, but yesterday we made it past the full month of the sports drive, ladies and yep. gentlemen. We actually did it. We started on November 9th. Happy one month anniversary good, with good. many more shows to come. So what, do we give ourselves it's a beer toast? Gentlemen. How do we do this? How do we do this? Do we, like, open up know. a beer and toast each other? Our, our, cel- our, cel- our, our celebration will be during the bash hour with the snowman at the top of the hour. Hey, Sean, let me ask you this. Do you think it's possible somebody may have corked your bowling balls or ball? Uh, <laughs> do you think that's possible? Because I want an investigation. You know what? I want this to air on 60 Minutes. 
dude, 60 minutes, better, 60 minutes, CBS News may be calling you later on in the day. Yeah, I get a nice special interview. I should be on 60 minutes. Dude, if you're like, why would you want to be on 60 minutes, dude? That's bad. That's bad. Because I'm the mess. Who keeps going in and out like that? I don't know. I don't know. Someone's going, maybe we're being bugged. I'm trying to say something. Oh, sorry. Um... I should be part of it because I get all the upset specials of the week, right? No matter what week it is. Watch <laughs> <laughs> out, dude. CBS I, I can't wait for tomorrow. Hey, how about the time you bet Frank and Frank had to put up an Oakland Raiders picture for an entire week last year? <laughs> I'll admit. I'll admit. I'll admit. I, I made a bet. I was the one that made the bet. He didn't. I'll, he made, I made the bet. I, I lost the bet. I, I lived up to my bet. Shame on me. It's all on me. It ain't it, Josh? It's on me. I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. Women don't like me. But at least you're not a Nimrod. I'll give you that. I might be. I don't know what a Nimrod is, but maybe I'm one of those, too. I don't know. Or I'm not because Josh Lopez said so. That's the bottom line. All of you, quit calling yourself Nimrod. You all are good in my book. You have a book? What is it? Are you, wait, wait, so all of a sudden you pulled these great games last night. What, are you writing an autobiography about yourself all of a sudden? You know, you know what? Before, even before we get to the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour, we're having a bunch of comedy here, and here we are. We only don't have very much time, and this has been fun. Yeah. Dude, it's only fun because, uh, because dude, you know what? You need to pull more. You need to pull better more often because then we'll really make it fun. Don't John, worry. Janu- John, January, what? Sean, the pressure's on you. You got to bowl every. You got to bowl very well from now on because if not, uh, then uh, uh, yeah, you got to bring it down. Hey, yeah. January, yeah, hey, January, hey, January twentieth, ladies and gentlemen, Josh and Frank and boys and girls, I will be back at the bowling alley starting January twentieth as the bowling master will continue his dominance. Bully master, dude. It's the, so wait, wait, bully master, dude. It sounds sluggish. <laughs> You sound like a thug. I sound no. Yeah. I sound like, no, I'm Sean the Cool. <laughs> nobody likes pe- nobody likes Wait. people that brag. Did you I call know. yourself like Sean the Cool? Either. No, I'm only busting your guys' chops. Sean the Cool. I thought your last name was Sean. You mentioned your middle name to the entire world, which once Sean I knew. Sean Ross, man. That's right. I like Ross. That's a great Ross, middle name. Ross, wait, you didn't give. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You like? Wait, you didn't pick it out. Oh, your, your mom my and folks, dad did. Hey, my folks picked it out, and my folks picked a very good name that I have, which which is Sean, like mm-hmm. Sean Connery. Yes. The only the only Ross I know is Jim Ross. Oh well, yeah, good old Jim Ross. I know. Well, yeah, Jim Ross or Ross Perot. He was a politician. Politician? Oh, oh, that guy, dude, Ross Perot isn't in the business. Trust me, that dude. Ross Perot was never, ever a politician. Yeah, he never was a politician, but he ran for the presidential election in 1992 and 1996. And let me tell you something. If I were old enough to have voted in 1992 or 1996, which I wasn't at the time, I was 11 and 15 respectively, don't you think I would have voted for Perot? You better believe I would have. You wouldn't have picked Bill Clinton? But we'll, no, no we don't get Hey, yeah, we, we don't want to get into politics. Yeah, no, we don't want to get into politics. That's a very sensitive subject. You're right. You're right. No politics. Uh, hey, gentlemen. 
Let's bring in yeah. our first caller today. As always, if you guys want to be part of the show, you can call in at 602-753-1743. Let's bring in the man whose team went into Foxborough as we oh. get off the bowling master. So uh. Um. Let's bring in the man who represents the team that defeated the New England Deflatrix at the Deflatrix Stadium. It's Andrew Browning, Master. What's going on, buddy? Uh, what's going on, guys? I'm what's doing up, well, buddy? bro. Hey, Browning. Congratulations, Sean. I know you're on the line, Browning. I'm glad that I owed up your bet. But the only reason the Eagles won that game was because their special teams and their defense, their special teams and the and Brady throwing well, two picks. Well, that's how you win games. Well, that's how you win games. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, special teams. Yeah, you doggone Eagles. How'd you like that profile picture, Sean? I hate it. You, you know what? That that made me sick. That made me want to barf. Yeah, I bet it did. <laughs> Good game, buddy. Good game. You know, when you messaged me, you thought I was really mad at you, what, what, right, Brown? No, I was busting your chops. I was upset because oh, the Dodgers Patriots, my favorite team, the Patriots, lost to the Eagles. Dude, the Eagles were gonna... blowing out the Patriots. The Eagles were blowing out the Patriots at one point. That was, oh, what, that was the funny thing. out loud. <laughs> Yeah, they gave you the second loss, Sean. Thanks a lot, Brown. Yeah, how did the Philadelphia Eagles, the team that on Thanksgiving Day got carved up by the Detroit Lions, go in the Foxborough? Dude, you know what? They're kind of like the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union hockey oh. team was expected to win all of their games. This is like the Soviet, the New England Patriots. You're not expect, you're you're supposed to lose. You're supposed to beat. You're supposed to beat a team like the Philadelphia Eagles at home. How does that happen? I don't know, but you know what? I would not address it with Patriot fans. We were irked off New England Patriot fans, and I was one of them. I sat in my chair watching the game, and I said, Brady, how could you throw a pick and have it returned 100 yards the other way? Whoa. Maybe there so. you go. That's how, yeah, that's how the Patriots lost that game. Pretty much, if you're gonna have oh. Brady throw a pick return for 100 yards, then you know that uh, it's then the team you root for is gonna lose. You know it's not their day. You know yeah. it's not. Yeah, so congratulations. That was joy to me, Sean. When, uh, when you told me that we that my Eagles won, I was like, yeah, I won my yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah, that just gave the <laughs> Eagles a chance to do well in a very weak and a very crappy NFC East division. Let me ask you this, Brownie. Nobody let me ask that you this division deserves to be in the playoffs. That's the exactly. point I want to ask. Yeah, Brownie, let me ask. What, be honest. Be honest here. What do you think uh, the the odds are? What do you think the odds are in Vegas of the Philadelphia Eagles actually winning the NFC East and going to the playoffs? Because that's the only shot they have. What, what, I mean, really? Yeah. Yes or no? Are they going to be in the playoffs? they got to... I think they got a good chance, but with the NFC division all messed up right now and everything, who knows? Don't forget about Redskins. Jerry. Don't forget about Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. Yeah, they're in it too. Oh, who, oh, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Dude, I would listen if I'm a listen if I'm a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. I would care. Who cares? I I, I would 
I'm talking about who cares about the Cowboys. Oh, I would be, I would be listen, yeah. I would be caring right. about the Cowboys these days. They're well in it. Well in it. Well in it? <laughs> that just shows you how pathetic that NFC East is. No team, does, even the Philadelphia Eagles, don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And, Brownie, I don't apologize, but face it, if you have a team under 500 that makes the playoffs, my goodness. I, I said this on the show two days ago, and I sincerely mean it. If, let's say, the Eagles make it to the playoffs, and they win the division and have an under 500 record, I don't care if it's the Vikings. Yeah. Believe it or not, I don't care if it's the Green Bay Packers. I want to see the Philadelphia Eagles, the Washington Redskins, whoever. I want to see them lose because that record is mediocre and the NFL is honoring mediocrity by having that team in the playoffs. So guess what? If the Eagles, your favorite team, make it to the playoffs and their record sucks diddly ucks, guess what? I'm rooting against them. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> All right, before we let Under- Brownie go, because we do have to, before we have to let Brownie go, because we have to do an update in a minute and a half. I'll ask this really simple question. Go ahead. Question. Browning? What's it? Uh-huh. Can you please tell me can you please tell me what the hell is going on with your Philadelphia seventy sixes? Because that's the biggest piece <laughs> I'm not of even strong sixers fan. I can tell you that much. I'm not even sending a sixers fan. You're still <laughs> you're still not yeah, losing Richard uh, Update. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're the, the Queens fan. Yeah, you're the LeBron fan. Yeah, yeah. LeBron. Yeah, they're not they're not they're not they're not doing that great either. They lost that home to the freaking Lakers. Oh, but the Cavs are gonna be number one in the East. Scratch my ass. Yeah, the Cavs lost to the Lakers. Now that's pathetic. That's pretty funny. Hey Brownie, before we let you go, buddy, where can people find you on social media? Are you on Twitter or anything? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Good to know, Browning. Good to know. Andrew Browning? No, the, my Twitter is at the Brown, the Brown, and Instagram the Brown eighty eight. Mm-hmm. Hey, Browning, do me a favor. Give us a call tomorrow, and we'll talk a little bit about TLC. Okay. All right. Let's talk about TLC on Sunday. Thanks for God calling, bless, buddy. Browning. All right. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for calling, Browning. Love you, buddy. Thank you, Browning. See ya. There goes Browning, and he leaves the phone lines open for you guys at 602-753-1743. Time to hit up our first update today. We will not be going to commercial break after this first update. We'll have On This Day Sports History next here on Sports Drive, here on Jock Journal Radio. Sean Mann with the very first update of the day. All right, uh, Josh, thank you very much. Welcome to the first update of the day for the Sports Drive on Thursday, December 10th, 2015. In the NBA, there was plenty of action to get to last night. Nine games, to be exact. Here are the finals. Celtics over the Bulls, 105-100. to Hornets, 99. Heat, 81. Rockets, 109. Wizards, 103. Pistons, Losing at home to the Memphis Grizzlies, 93-92. to Raptors, 97. Spurs, 94. Clippers, 109. Bucks, 95. In overtime last night, the Timberwolves beat the L.A. Lakers, 123-122. to Suns, 107. Magic, 104. Jazz, 106. Knicks, 85. And lastly, the Hawks beating the Dallas Mavericks, 98-95. to 
For tonight's action in the National Basketball Association, we got four games scheduled. It'll be the 76ers at the Nets at the Barclays Center. Clippers, they will travel to the United Center, take on the Chicago Bulls, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. That game's on TNT. Hawks at the Thunder, and the other game on TNT will be the Knicks, taken on the Sacramento Kings. In the NHL, here are the finals from last night's action. We had four games to be exact. The Boston Bruins snapped a long losing streak against the Canadians. They beat the Montreal Canadiens 3-1. Oilers over the Sharks in overtime 4-3. Penguins 4, Avalanche 2. And lastly, the Canucks over the Rangers 2-1. Tonight in the NHL, seven games. Canadians at Red Wings, Senators at Lightning, Capitals at Panthers, Flyers at Blues, Blackhawks at Predators, Blue Jackets at the Jets, and lastly, the Sabres taking on the Flames. In the NFL, one game for tonight as we start week number 14 of the NFL season. It will be the Minnesota Vikings at the Arizona Cardinals at University of uh, Arizona Stadium down there in Tempe. This is the update for the Sports Drive. Now back on over to you, Josh Lopez, host of Sports Drive. Thank you, Sean. Great job with the first of day of the day. We're here with Sports Drive, episode number 17 already. Yikes. Uh, you can call it 602-753-1743 or hit up our text line at 779-48. we got, of course, the big win here. Gale Force win, D1 the the Frank Sprinkle, and of course we got Sean Mann, the Historian Man, winner of bets. But Sean will get back on the streak. The inedible is coming anytime soon. Me! Hold up. It's not time for the batch hour. No, I was going. I went Z. I could say a snooze fest with that comment. I'm happy. Back to back. You almost caused me to go deaf. Z. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude. And you know what? Maybe you're, so wait, wait. If you caused me to go deaf, would you be happy by causing me to never hear your uh, bowling adventures again? Uh, just wait until yeah, January. So. Just wait till January twentieth. Yeah. There you go. I must be getting deaf because. All right, of you. gentlemen. Hi. Um. By the way, I just got a message from Javier. Uh, he will be on with us at the top of the third hour for the Vikings. Okay. That's going to be pretty cool. So, Javier will be on with the show at the top of the third hour. Uh, by the way, if you guys have any questions for us throughout the show, please hit up our tech finder. Give, uh, send us a question to josh at jockjournal.com. You can also do that as well. Always good to, always good to dish out an email as well. josh at jockjournal.com. All right, one of our favorite things of the day is um, this day in sports history. We haven't done that in a while. And, by the way, we'll be doing some fact or fiction after this next segment. So keep up for that. It's our, it's our weekly Thursday segment we do here on the Sports Drive work. I just pose a bunch of questions, and Sean and Frank will tell me uh, fact or fiction. Always fun. A little bit out of the box. Not a lot of shows do that. Um, anyway, right here we go. go. All right. On this day, 1918, John Hyder becomes president of Baseball National, uh, the, oh, Baseball National League for the second time. Mm. Um, here we go. In 1922, Pete Henry makes the longest known NFL drop kick field goal, 45 yards. 
uh, at that time. Obviously, it changed over the years. Uh, a lot. It, on this day in 1924, agreement was reached on the permanent rotation of the World Series with each league getting games 1, 2, and 6, 7 in alter, alternating years. Um, like that for decades. On this day in 1934, NFL adopts player waiver rules, which applies after the sixth game of the season. Um, on this day in 1935, as sell Jimmy Fox to the Red Sox for $150,000. Oh, yeah, I read about uh, that, too. On this day in 1935, the White Sox sell Al Simmons to Tigers for $75,000. Uh, oh, for those uh, for those Canadians out there, uh, the 26th annual Grey Cup, the Toronto Argonauts defeated the Wind Blue Bombers 3-7. to on the day, the Green Bay Packers won the NFL championship, uh, setting out the New York Giants 27-0. Um, on the day in 1954, the Philadelphia Phillies purchased Connie Mack Stadium. Maybe Snowman will remember that one. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Probably does. On this day, on this day in 1968, Joe Frazier beats Oscar Boneva in 15 rounds for the heavyweight title. Um, on this day in stupid screen here, come on. On this day in 1983, it was the very last NFL game at Shea Stadium as the Steelers beat the New York Jets at uh, 34-7. So this is before the whole old East Rutherford uh, Stadium. I I think so, Jeff. Stadium name for the Giants, buddy. Okay, well, with my knowledge of it correctly, the uh, it's amazing. The Giants, I'll make this quick. Giants used to play at the old mm-hmm. Yankee Stadium. That is the true, yes. Jet, yes, the Jets played Correct. at the old Shea, Shea Stadium. So that that was from 1964 to 1983 that the Jets played at the old Shea Stadium. The Giants were there until, I think, like the mid or late 70s. I'd have to look that up according to my research. Then they moved into East Rutherford, New Jersey, in what they would call the Giants mm-hmm. Stadium. And then starting in 1984, right. the Jets moved, actually played at where they uh, shared the stadium with the Giants. Now they uh, moved out of that dump because the old Meadowlands was a dump, and now they currently play at MetLife Stadium. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, by the way, I got the stadium history here for the Giants. Uh, I could, uh, Here's the stadium history for the New York Giants. Played the Polo Grounds from 1925 to 1955. And then, Sean, you're mentioning Yankee Stadium here from 1956 to 1973. I was actually in the early and mid. Go ahead. I, I just wanted to know what was the old stadium before MetLife Stadium for the Giants. That's all I wanted to know. Oh, they played oh. the Giants Stadium. Simple, it was Giants, Giants Stadium. Stadium. Oh, yeah, Giants oh, Stadium. Giants. Okay. It was just called play. That's where the Jets, hard to believe. The Jets played at old Giants Stadium from 1976 to 2009. That's where the Giants the, the Giants played there that entire time, but the Jets, 1984 to right. 2009. We got, we got to move on because we got a lot more to go here. Um, I would say 1986. Uh, Dominic Wilkins scored 57 points against the Chicago Bulls. Um, on this day in 1988, the NHL's first scoreless tie between the Capitals and the Montreal Canadiens. On this day in 1992, NHL awards franchises to Miami and Anaheim. Um, on this day in 1994, the 60th Heisman Trophy went to Rashad Salem from Colorado. On this day in 1995, the first beating of NBA expansion teams, uh, the Raptors uh, beat the Grizzlies. 
Um, we'll go down here. We have three Heisman Trophy winners to uh, mention here as we wrap up this on this day in history. 2001, Eric Crouch, quarterback for Nebraska. 2005, uh, 71st Heisman Trophy winner was Reggie Bush from USC. Um, Bush would unfortunately have to forfeit the trophy later due to uh, some very unfortunate shenanigans outside the college football field. And then, how ironic, wrapping up here, 2012, 70th Heisman Trophy winner, Johnny Manziel from Texas A&M, the first freshman to win the award. And that's how this is sports history. (laughs) Um, By the way, we're going to head to our first commercial break of the day. When we come back, we'll uh, do some facts or fiction. We'll have some fun here on, uh, come on, here we go. Here we go. We'll be right back. Facts and pictures up next to the Sports Drive. Drive Journal Radio. on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Support for this show comes from Material. Material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime. That's right. No ads, no setup costs, no transaction fees. Experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at Material.com today. Hello and welcome to McDonald's. You've probably heard, we're revamping our image. But you may not know about all the wonderful new changes in store for our customers. You've seen our hot new hipster hamburglar. But have you seen the new Grimace? He used to be such a sourpuss. But now, he's a puss magnet. Uh-huh. <laughs> we also have a new burger for all you tree huggers out there who are too snobby to eat fresh patties from enormous vats of ground-up cows. The McCarrot Burger. Mmm. Healthy and delicious. But don't worry. We've still got all the classics. Like the Big Mac. And we're not going to change the Big Mac or the special sauce inside it. Our founder's grandson's great-nephew Randy's been making it, whatever it is, for 45 years. I make it at home in the back room late at night. Now let's talk dessert. The apple filling in our baked apple pie was too hot for some people, so we replaced it with something a lot cooler. Gumballs. All right. And of course, there have been a lot of questions about just what kind of fish is in the fillet of fish. Fish, right? Yeah, of course. Definitely, it's a fish! But we're not just updating the menu, we're upgrading the entire experience. Karen, do you remember those complaints from moms about the cleanliness of the ball pit at the play place? I sure do, Jeff, but not to worry. Those ball pits will be scrubbed clean by our new global head of play place cleanliness, Randy. They told me I could legally wash the children's balls. Whoa! 
Don't worry about how that sounds. Randy will only be allowed to clean when our locations are closed. Dang it. Wait a minute. We almost forgot about Ronald. Studies show that Ronald McDonald actually scares the shit out of children, so he's now known as health expert Ronald McDoctor. Hi. Nothing is healthier than eating at McDonald's. Uh, Try our gumball pies. They're very slimming. Thanks, Doc. Hey, Jeff, isn't it about time for our jingle? You mean, I'm loving it? No, silly. The new one. Oh, yeah. Hit it, maestro. Mickey D's, you have no other choice at the airport. So come on down to the new McDonald's, which is now called Anywhere But McDonald's. As in, where do you want to eat tonight, Jeff? Anywhere But McDonald's. (laughs) Oh, yeah, one more thing. F*** you, Morgan Spurlock. Dick. Anywhere but McDonald's, you still have no other choice at the airport. And there ain't no more Happy Meals, neither. Unless you are begging me for it. You like to beg, don't you? Barely ads, they're stupid fake commercials. Oh. I could clean your workstation. No, Randy, Randy. It's clean. Come on. Jeff, you want to step to me? Huh? Oh. Jeff, I, got, I can take it. Jeff doesn't want you to... Welcome back to the Sports Drive. Where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I I, I think that I've become a little bit... uh, Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio and JockJournal.com with open phone lines for you at 602-753-1743. In the middle of our crazy week... uh, Another hour of 15 hours of radio work, but it's always fun. Ready to rock and roll. Don't forget, we got Skippy Bale's Bash Hour at the top of the hour with Brian Snow. Um, let's have some fun and do some factor fiction before we take that top of the hour break. Um, we haven't done this since obviously last week, but uh, it's always interesting to come up with questions that may catch you guys off the guard, but also uh, some, some, some softball, some layups there as well. Uh, this is our fact or fiction segment. You guys can participate as well in our text line at seven seven nine four eight. Uh, uh, dial seven seven nine four eight. Type in the word text space and then uh, just write in fact or fiction. So here we go. You guys ready? Ready to go. All right. Fact or fiction. Cubs made the smart choice of getting Ben Zobris. I'll say fact, definitely. The guy comes off winning a World Series with the Royals. This is a young Cub team that is hungry for a World Series. At least I hope they are, and I think they are in the end. Fact, definitely fact. I'll say fact. Yeah, I'll say fact because, like Frank pointed out, it's a decision the Cubs need to do. They need to add depth. They need to add hitting, pitching. And like Frank pointed out, this is a team that's desperate. They want that championship so bad. And he's got a ring. That's right. Will the, will the Atlanta Will the Atlanta Falcons make the playoffs? Fact or fiction? Go ahead, John. Can I go first? May, yeah, may I? Yeah, go ahead. Or zero, buddy. Gentlemen, I'm going to say fiction. Falcons are a disaster right now. They've gotten off to a great Dumpster start, fire. but the, yeah, they, they've gotten off to a great start, Josh. But look how bad they've looked. I'm voting fiction. If you had asked me right, this Frank? in October. I would have said, if you go back to early October, early mid-October, if you had asked me this question then, I would have said, fact, they have an excellent shot of winning the division. But we know about the Carolina Panthers. This team has blown 
chunks. This team, uh, they they just haven't had have had a trouble winning games since October. Definitely fiction. Definitely fiction all the way, baby. Is, is Cam Newton the 2015 NFL MVP? Ooh, I'll start there. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say fiction because in the end it goes to, unfortunately, the darling of the league, and it's probably going to be Tom Brady. <laughs> Josh, this is a great question that you ask me. You know, I, I'm kind of stuck on this one, but i got to make this quick because we're not too far away from Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. If I had to look at it right now, um, mm-hmm. you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to go with fact on this one, okay? Because wow. and I know you're – yeah, I know you guys are kind of surprised. I am a diehard Tom Brady fan. I always will be. But look what Cam Newton has done with the Panthers this year. His decision-making has been better. He's thrown the football better. The Panthers are a team that definitely is for real and wants that Super Bowl so bad. But in order to do it, they got to earn it and get it. But right now, I'm going to go with fact. Great player, Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. He's really matured. Mm-hmm. He's really done well. I wish him the best. With the MVP. Um, also, uh, I'm going to say fact, too, because the award is most valuable, valuable player, not most valuable politician. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's remember that. This is about most valuable player to the team, not politician. I would put that to uh, Ben Roethlisberger, too, in a way. Because look how different the Steelers team is without him. Well, that's true, and Big Ben has been arguably, I would have to say Big Ben has been the toughest player the NFL has had over the last decade. Just the hits, he's been able to take the pounding, and he's still able to get up. Kind of reminds me of Brett Favre in a way, because, guys, I had a chance to see the, the, the timeline on the NFL Network, and I would recommend it, Brett Favre. 297 games, trust me, that's tough. Brent Roethlisberger's had a great <laughs> run himself. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I got I got a softball here. I know you, what you guys' answers are going to be, but will Skippy Bayless say mine in today's bash hour? Easy, no. I'll go first. Fact. <laughs> Did you ask Frank? this on April first, dude? If you asked this on April first, I'd say fiction. Then I'd say April Fool's. This is not. <laughs> why are you asking this, Shot Josh? Josh. Why are you telling this to Sean and I on December 10th? Save that for April 1st so we can say April Fool's. Of course, you know where I'm going with this. Back. Back. Back, Jack. Bailey said, no, too early. All start. All start. All right, next factor picture quote here. Um, The Green Bay Packers will make the Super Bowl this year. I'll go first. Fiction. reason why I say fiction is Green Bay is very fortunate and very lucky to be where they're at right now. And had they lost uh, the Packers in Minneapolis, Minnesota, if the Vikings would have been prepared for the game, and ha- and they should have lost to Detroit, they'd be 6-6 six and six right now having to scratch for their playoff lives. So I'm voting for fiction right there. I just don't think, Josh, that Green Bay – has what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. Sure, Rodgers has one, but like you've always said, what has Aaron Rodgers done for himself and for the Packers lately? This question was not about if the Packers were going to win the NFC North, because they'd probably say fact for that, but i got to say fiction for the Super Bowl. Guys, the Carolina Panthers, they're proving they're no fluke. But I can't even say Carolina's going to win the Super Bowl. 
the team that may win the Super Bowl from the NFC, we may see them tonight. They're the home team playing tonight's Thursday night game. I got to say There you go, here. Frank. There you mm-hmm. go. Fiction. Fiction. Um, how about this one, uh, boys? Um, I found this one pretty interesting because you look at where um, – you look where how the NFC is playing out right now, right? Can you yeah. this next the next factor physical? It's pretty yeah, simple here. Oh. Will Pete Carroll lose his job if the Seahawks don't make the playoffs? Factor or fiction? I'll go first. I'm going to say definitely fiction. He will not lose his job. It will be a disappointment, but you got to understand there's a lot of young talent on this team still. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think after one season of not making the playoffs, that's typically, Josh, that's not uh, a reason for anybody to press the panic button and say, oh, my goodness, we got to run Pete Carroll out of town here. Definitely fiction. Definitely. Although they'll be more, he'll be on the hot seat heading into 2016 if that does happen. Sean? I'm going to vote fiction, and I agree just like what Frank said, because let's make this quick. I have to make a point and say that, he has done a great job, Pete Carroll has. He has great coaching experience. He's been in the NFL for a long time. He knows the game. He knows college well, and he's done a great job. Uh, the only one exception and the only time that he got fired was after the 1994 season for the New York Jets, 94. So I just have to say fiction. I just don't see it happening. But like Frank said, uh, into next year, we, uh, we can only speculate as to what will happen, but he would probably be on the hot seat in 2016. Definitely. How about this one? Is Robbie Gold it? worthy of make? Is Robbie Gold worthy of making the Hall of Fame once he retires? I believe he is. I gotta say, fact, there is a legitimate argument with Robbie Gold uh, because of the fact that you look at him, the most points in Bears history here. I believe. Uh, the fact is, though, unfortunately, we don't discuss this about field goal kickers. But I'm a big advocate of field goal place kickers. Punters, you name it, they, there's a place for them in canon. So as far as Robbie Gold, he's not playing like Hall of Famer these days, but from an overall career standpoint, yes, I believe fact. I will vote fact myself. Josh? All right, I got, I got, uh, for me, yes, absolutely. And I think Devin Hester should join that list, too, as far as kick returners are concerned. Um... All right, I got one more uh, back to picture quote for you guys today. Um, okay. It has to do with the NBA. Will Kobe Bryant re- retire? My bad, I shouldn't say that. Will Kobe Thank Bryant play man. his last game? Will Will Kobe Bryant play his last game at the All Star game this year? Back to fiction. Uh, I'll start. I can't see that being fact. That's definitely got to be fiction because I don't know the date, but it's in April when they play, I believe, the Utah Jazz, which is the last game at the Staples Center, and that's the last game on the on the uh, schedule for the Lakers who aren't going to the playoffs. I got to say, um, barring injury, definitely fiction. I vote mm-hmm. fiction. I, I, I vote fiction. You know, the Lakers. We talked about it yesterday. Frank are just a team that is. A to- total disaster right now, and a team that's going to be. We actually talked about it a few days ago, Frank. I think it was Monday, right. and we talked about how the LA Lakers are just a team that's going through a lot of transitioning. 
Orlando, that's a wrap for this week's uh, Fact or Fiction. Good job, gentlemen. We are going to take a commercial break here. When we come back, we'll bring in the snowman, Frank Snow, uh, for the infamous Chippy Bayless Bash Hour here on the Sports Drive on Jock Journal Radio. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com Awesome. 
Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. One more time. One more time. One more time. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. Doesn't that sound, sound great? It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now... The Jock Stars fight back. Hold on, Josh, Josh, I want to... Josh, I'll hold it. It's me. I just want to... Ladies... Ladies... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is a segment that we always get ready for. It's something that Josh, Frank, Brian, and Sean look forward to every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour! Bada bing! Bada bing, bada boom. Let me introduce, of course, the snowman, Brian Snow. How y'all doing this morning? I'm ready. I'm ready. Good, brother. How am I doing? I'm fine. The Skippy Baelish uh, Bash Hour tune just woke me up. Uh, super, <laughs> super, buddy. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Um, Skippy Baelish said that mine. Oh, goodness. <laughs> My Boston Celtics are looking pretty good at their last night. And it... It did, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, Skip Bayless, at least you and I can agree on one thing right there. Yeah, they did look pretty good last night. And somebody mm-hmm. knows that cause oh, they, because somebody's going to be at rocking Celtics gear for an entire week for a bet. <laughs> hey, Skip, do us a favor and shut up. What about your Cleveland Cavaliers? <laughs> I thought you were a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I thought you bowed down at the feet of LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> I will never true. bow down at the feet of LeBron James. No, not you, but Skip Bayless does. 
Skip Bayless bows down. Oh, he gets on his knees for Jerry Jones. I won't say that. (laughs) (laughs) For Jerry Jones too. Oh my god! All right, here's the next one. Um, Skippy Bayless said that night. Here we go. (laughs) My Cleveland Cavaliers better keep their stuff together. Son of a bitch. I thought we would be able to go through a whole show without him mentioning the Cleveland Cadavers. How wrong I was. Some bitch. <laughs> I have to say, that is expected every time he has to mention, Brian, my Cleveland mm-hmm. Cavaliers, and I was waiting for the shots. Shock, let's say that, too. Let Josh say my. My goodness, the shotgun meter three thousand can only take so much, dude. Yeah, you're stealing my gimmick, you freaking huh? I yeah, know. you're plagiarizing him. You're plagiarizing Josh. Hold the phone. You can't you can't get on me about that because we know how much he praises the Cavaliers because they're not oh, winning God. basketball games. He's all Bear sad because. <laughs> And apparently, Misery right, loves company one. in the city of Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> or ESPN in general, but either way. Yeah. Uh, Bayless says that the Dallas Cowboys oh, will gosh. regain the division in the NFC Leafs. Bullshit. He didn't say mine. Hold on. Wait, they're not his anymore? Wait, I just realized something. Yeah, he didn't say mine. They'll, they'll be a my Dallas Cowboys. Don't worry, but go ahead. Who wants to skip on this one? I already said what I needed to say. <laughs> Bullshit. Some great A homogenized Holstein Merry Christmas bullshit. February seventh. February seventh. I will not be seeing any Dallas Cowboy jerseys in Santa Clara unless it's a spectator. Thank you, God, for that. Uh, or, of course, Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson would always say, How about them, Cowboys? I got you yeah, they know what? here watching the playoffs. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys are going to be watching the playoffs for the, rest of man, for the rest of their natural lives until Jerry Jones steps out of office, which we know is not going to happen. They're going to have to bury his ass at at and Stadium. <laughs> so you can't. All right, here wait, we wait, go. wait. Can't impeach him, huh? Mm-hmm. Too bad. Skippy Bayless says that he wants to be Batman in the next Batman versus Superman movie. Oh. <laughs> you just insulted my mom. My mom loves Batman. My mom grew up in the sixties with the Batman series, and she had color TV back then. You, you just insulted my mom. Shame on you, Skip. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, sure. That's typical Skip Bayless oh, right there, Josh, God. because. Here, here's a guy that oh. thinks he could be a great actor, and he thinks that okay. he could be the next Batman, and thinks that he could and be big like Michael Keaton was in all those other Batman movies. And yes, Frank, I do have the entire Batman television series on DVD and it, Blu-ray. It, 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 it really seems cool. like it seems it seems like it, it sounds like Mickey Mouse. The entire ESPN crew just decided to generate and. Uh, technology made this guy with a dumb afro, blonde afro on his hair, with a stiff <laughs> neck, with ties that don't even match his suits, a bad suit fashion attire, by the way, a crack research team, 
and disputes out everything all the ESPN corporate guys want to hear on their show. Because you're not anything. You're not a broadcaster. You're not a columnist. You're sure not an actor. Whatever, man. <laughs> Hey, how long will it be? How long will it be? How long will it be before? And I, and I I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this because it, it's only official if it comes out of your mouth, Josh. But how long will it be before you say this, Josh? Skippy Bayless says that I should be performing at halftime of Super Bowl Fifty. Oh God, man! If he says that, man, we made the bad show. If he says that, I'm leaving. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe you guys don't want to leave after this festival. Um, oh no! Gibby Bayless. Oh God! Gibby Bayless said that Kyrie Irving is a better point guard than Isaiah Thomas, and you'll see that once he comes back from injury. All right, you stupid and confident, some bitch. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Holy smokes! Wow! You're leaving? He did. He did not say that Kyrie Irving. All right, y'all. Hide. Cause now I'm mad. Ducking cover. Ducking cover. I'm under my I'm desk. I'm keeping. I'm under the closet. Skip Bayless. You stupid son of a bitch. That's How dare you compare Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas? Kyrie Irving is good. Okay, give him that. But he's got to come back from a knee injury. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas played an entire third quarter with a bum ankle and looked up the Lakers for 25 points. I don't see Kyrie Irving doing that any time in the future. And plus, if you think about it, the rules have changed in favor of the point guards. The only one that's taken advantage with a lot more toughness than Kyrie Irving, his last name is Curry. Snowman, you are right on because I read about that, that Isaiah went down with an injury. He was a tough guy. He toughed it out, gave the Lakers a scare in the 1988 NBA Finals. Yes, Wait, sir. Did you drop the mic? Wait, did you drop the mic so I can come out of hiding? Uh-huh. I, I'm waiting to I'm waiting to drop the mic because I got the feeling there's something else that's gonna make make the mic explode. Next one, Josh. I'm still in hiding. said that he misses the old Cleveland Municipal Stadium back in the mid '90s. He missed that old Brown like Stadium. You know what? May I go first? That's something looks like Cleveland Stadium. May I go first on this, please? I have a confession to make on this, okay? We talked about, on a commercial break, everybody, about dumps for NFL stadiums. And you're missing municipal stadiums, Skip Bayless? Get over it! It's a dump! There was also heartbreak there, too. Oh, yes, there was heartbreak for all those Cleveland Brown fans. There was. Red, Red right 88. 1980. Don't forget the drive. Mm. And right. the fumble. Uh, oh. uh, Gibby Bales said that Levi Stadium should not host Super Bowl 50 because the 49ers don't have the most Super Bowls in NFL history. Oh, oh, right. oh, that's some, oh, oh, that some bitch pissed me off. Oh, that some bitch pissed me off now. Dude, I'm leaving. <laughs> oh. I'm leaving. Bye. Skip Bayless, you will not see hide, hair, nor door of Levi Stadium because when they catch your punk ass, they're going to build a jail below Levi Stadium and make sure an earthquake comes and shakes only you. How dare you say such a thing about Levi Stadium after everything you said 
over the years about one candlestick park where the 49ers won their Super Bowls. As a matter of fact, Skip Bayless, the 49ers are the only team to be in close proximity of winning the Super Bowl of their own stadium when they won it at Stanford Stadium. That, of course, was Super Bowl 19. For you to have the unmitigated gall and the nerve to say what you say about Levi Stadium without having set your foot in it, without having set your face in it, hell, without even set your ass in it, you know what? You could take your statement and shove it up your pompous ass. It's probably Jerry it's probably Jerry World's the only stadium for me and that's it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next one here. Um give me bail said that my oh, no. Hey, fault skip. Don't say my fault skip. Oh Lord. <laughs> my near gate you made a right my near Yankees made the right choice in acquiring Starlin Castro. You know what? Don, I've got, you go oh, first. Yeah, I have got a big, big saying here. The My Yankees this, my Yankees that. You know something, Skip Bayless? The Yankees are a freaking old team. They're not going to go anywhere next year. Keep yapping your yap because it's not going to happen. So, like, I can always say what my friend Snowman says. Do your research on the anybody, or do research on the team. Shut your yap and stop having your assistants do your work for you. You're a journalist, for Christ's sake. Do the work and the research yourself, you moron. Yes, yeah, so I'm a Cub fan. Listen, I'm a Cub fan here. But in Skip Bayless's defense, he might be right here. Uh, Sterling Castro does have to field his position a little better, but they are going in a youthful direction. I'm not going to say this is the feel of the winter meeting. But I think for the Yankees, it is a pretty good deal. I'm not saying a word. Of course, it's Skip Bayless. Well, you'll, well, you'll say a word in this next poll. Um, well, I'm ready. Gibby Bayless said, said that Draymond Green's ego will get in the way of the Warriors repeating as NBA champion. Bitch, please. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Actually, it's OMG these days. That's how the young people speak. That's how the teeny bompers speak. OMG. This is how my father spoke. <laughs> Bitch, please. Are you mad, Skip Bayless, of a statement that I said and stick to, and I think the fellows will agree, Draymond Green is a better forward than LeBron James. Next. Correct. Oh, and if you want to talk about ego, look at LeBron James, will you please? That's ego. Yeah. And that's the exact reason yeah. Cleveland will never in life win a world championship because of his ego. Remember what he said after game five last year? And then Andre Iguodala punked his ass in game six in Cleveland? Shut up. I remember that. Hey, you, you know, the best, play, the best play in the world doesn't lose at home to the Los Angeles Lakers. End of story. Let's go on to the next one here. I remember that, and I loved every minute of seeing those <laughs> Cleveland losers lose and see, oh, man, the Cavaliers lost Ugh. the NBA Finals. Go suck I, it. Go suck it. I wasn't crying. Right. Goodness. We, we had Google Gaga. Next one. Skippy Bayless said that mine. <laughs> My Cleveland Browns will rout. The San Francisco 49ers this Sunday, 30-7, to 7, with the return you of Johnny Manziel. <laughs> you are full of shit. You know what? I'm going to take San Francisco in that game just because Skip Bayless is taking the Browns. I'm taking the 49ers regardless. Hey, this, you know this what? bash hour is TVMA. 
I have I have decided to go in hiding. <laughs> hiding? Wait, wait, you're gonna watch that game, I hope, because I'm taking the i I'm taking the forty nine I'm taking the forty no. nine no, I'm going in hiding this right game, now. This game, should, this game, this game should be played in Venezuela or Uranus because <laughs> there's no way in hell I'm watching this. But I heard what Brian. Ethiopia? But, but, but I heard what Brian said that uh, Skippy was full of shit for what? <laughs> it's Cleveland for God's sake. <laughs> it's a stump. Biggest stump in he's the saying, States. He's he's saying. That you know what? I know it ain't gonna be that much of a game, but Skip Bayless, I hope Blaine Gabbert throws five touchdowns on your punk ass Browns. <laughs> yeah, Josh. Um, wait, wait, Josh. Yeah, it's Cleveland. It's a dump. But remember, there's still the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We all could go to, go to. Y'all have fun at it. I'll let you pay me to go there. I'm not going there. <laughs> Who's gonna pay you? Not um, me. Uh, give me Bayless said um, that the Chicago White Sox will finish last place again because they'll do nothing in the off season again. It's proved why Jerry's Reinsdorf is a lazy owner. Okay, I'm going if first. We already did. I, I'm going. We already first. did do something in the off season, you dumbass. I'm go, I'm gonna go first. I'm okay. officially going to the closet I to hide because I know that Josh and Snow are gonna have something to say. I'm gonna jump off a cliff. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm gonna Josh, go. go for it. Hey Skippy, <laughs> I, I'll tell you this right now: the White Sox will do more this off season than the Cowgirls will once they miss the playoffs and watch the playoffs with everybody else, and then you're going to make your excuses about how it's still a cash and that Tony Rowe will be the MVP if he wasn't injured. But if my mother had balls, she would be my father. I did not expect that. I did not expect to hear you say that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, let me piggyback on what Josh said. The White Sox will do more in two or three moves than the Cowgirls will do all damn offseason because all they want to do is party. They have nothing to party for. Maybe. There is a Thompson on the White Sox roster, Trace Thompson. You know who his brother is? Clay Thompson. Pretty athletic. They're going to give him a look in center field, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets to start in center field, which means you move Adam Eaton over to left field, which gives you more speed and defense in left field. Not to mention we snatched up Brett Laurie for a couple of picks. Not to mention we're addressing the power issue. You know what, Skip Bayless? When you decide to become a journalist, when you decide to actually put your nose to a screen that has stats on it, that has information on it, that has people <laughs> and teams addressing their needs and not addressing what you want them to address, then maybe we'll give you a little bit of credit. Until then, shut up, shutting up. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget. And let's let's not forget all the other players the Sox have got so far. Finally getting rid of that freaking piece of trash, Tyler Flowers. That <laughs> Vila, who played in the division, which is going to help with when he was playing with the Tigers. And he also got yep. an experienced utility guy, Yannir Navarro. Uh, just a couple pitching guys. I guarantee you the White Sox will catch people by surprise. 
May I especially say something? With the young kids, especially, especially with the young kids playing the way that they're going to play. May I say uh-huh. something real quickly, though? If I, I With the White Sox, with the moves that they're making to try to be a threat in the American League Central, it could be maybe a three-team race, for reals. It could be the Royals, the Twins, and the Royals. The, yeah, the Royals, the Twins, and the White Sox. And, of course, I believe I'm, ruling out, I'm ruling out the Detroit Tigers. They're, Breaking they're news. Fading. The, the Tigers, Tigers are White Sox has just acquired left-handed pitcher Will Lamb from the Texas Rangers in exchange for a minor league right, So the White Sox are making some moves over the last 24 hours. I like the move. I like the move for Will Lamb, and I'll tell you why. I wouldn't be surprised if you start Lamb in the bullpen because it would give the White Sox something they had in 2005, if you all remember, a left-handed option. The, the, the White Sox had a couple of left-handed options in the bullpen in 05, one of which was veteran Neil Potts. All right? Lamb starting in the bullpen is going to bring a wild card to the White Sox out of the bullpen because if you bring really? Lamb in – yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Yep. I, I'm, I don't mean a wild card finish. I'm talking about in terms of what teams will see. If you bring Lamb out of yeah. the bullpen and not stick him in the and not stick him in the rotation, because you got a pretty good rotation as it is, the bullpen help is what we needed the latter part of the year because the bullpen broke down because we didn't have enough arms. With this acquisition of Will Lamb in the bullpen, it gives you either a seventh inning or an eighth inning guy to get to Robertson. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Well, hey, listen, the bullpen is crucial because there was an era in which your starters were expected to give you maybe not necessarily a complete game, but seven or eight yeah. innings for the starting pitcher. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what? Here's the thing. That's a good move because of what you're saying, Brian, because of the essence of the bullpen. You need right. a quality bullpen. So getting that setup guy, setup role for Will Lamb, a left-hander, I'll tell you what, with Brett Lowry, the White Sox have made some Pretty impressive. The question is, can they put it on? Lowry reunited with. I think they can. I think they can. Lowry's reunited with uh, Nelky Cabrera. They played with each other in Toronto a couple years ago Mm -hmm. before he went to the A's. So that that's gonna be really good too. And uh, you know, I I I know a lot of people were ripping Adam LaRoche last year, but I think he's a good player. You know, just you just gonna have one of those seasons that he's just, just not your year. And hopefully he you know something. Um, you, you know something. In terms, Adam LaRoche was expected to do a lot, and is still expected to do a lot. He had an awful year, hitting two oh seven. He came up with some timely hits throughout the course of the year. This is going to be a bounce back year for him. And I use this as an example to this. There was a power hitter in Washington that had an awful year when he first came over to them, and then the next year he led him to the playoffs. That gentleman's name is Jason Worth. Come on, White Sox, stack up the moves. I want to see you guys. I want to play. I want to see the Cubs, White Sox. I want to I see a Red Lion World Series. Hey, yes, no. yes. I, yes. Yes. I would love to see a Red Lion World Series. You better I would love to see a Red. I would love to see a Red Lion World Series. If you can have a Subway Series in New York, if you can have the I seventy in Missouri, we deserve a Red Lion World Series. Period. Yes, and it'll we be do. more I... entertaining. It'll be more entertaining. As long as the Cubs win it. No, don't go too far. We beat you guys. We beat the White Sox. Even though we got more Skippy quotes, you know Skippy will say, 
I don't. He'll probably say I don't find this World Series to be very appealing for the public and for me. Okay, you know what? Right. Imagine a red line mm-hmm. World Series in yeah. Chicago. Six and a half million people will shut the city of Chicago down for seven days. Uh, you think that's not <laughs> if if the city of New York can shut the city down for seven days because the Mets and the Yankees are playing each other in the World Series? Imagine what will happen on the north and south sides of Chicago. Are you kidding me? The red Brian. line will be so doggone crowded. Hey, Brian, let me ask you Be safe for your life. Yes. Be safe for your guys, life. Guys, let me ask you this. Brian and Josh, let me ask you guys a question. Wouldn't that be the most expensive ticket in the history of Chicago? It would be yeah. an expensive ticket in the history of baseball, period. Cubs, White Sox, Sox teams that they're clamoring for it. And, 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 and then hopefully by the time me, you, and Snowman will have press credentials, then we could come to the game. Hey, I'm for that. We got to include Sean. Nah, Sean, you stay behind and bowl. You're gonna stay, you need to bowl for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stay behind and work on your bowling game. That's what <laughs> stay behind and bowl. Oh, man. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one here. Skippy Bayless said that this is the worst era of Chicago sports history, especially during the time he was a columnist. Oh! <laughs> when, does, when did this era start? I'm just curious. Skip Bayless. Well, so wait, wait, wait. This is the worst era in Chicago sports history? I, I think Josh has something to say about I, I, Frank. I, 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 want, I want to know how this is the worst era of Chicago sports history when the Bulls have been perennial playoff contenders and the Blackhawks have been the best dynasty in the last 10 to 15 years in all of sports. Can you explain that to me, Skip? And I'm sure Snowman wants the same thing from you, Skip Bayless. Um, Mr. Bayless, it's bad enough you put down the Bulls. It's bad enough you put down the Blackhawks. It's bad enough you're putting down the city of Chicago. It's bad enough you're putting down the White Sox. When was the last time you were here to actually <laughs> experience Chicago sports? That's what I thought. Oh, what was I rest it? my case. What was it with you in Chicago? You used to work for the Tribune. Huh? Do you hate Chicago that much? Jeez. Yeah, jeez, Jesus right. And that answer your question. <laughs> he, he's, prob- he's probably saying, well, look, Chicago sports is the worst because not all the teams are winning championships. The Bulls haven't won one since 98, the Cubs since 1908, the White Sox since 05, and the Bears since 1985. Um, and yet we have a hockey team with three Stanley Cups in six years. Let me you ask you, about what about that, Cleveland? Skip? Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you, which is, which is a better city to live in terms of sports, Chicago or Cleveland? Championship uh, Chicago. 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 Because, That's a no-brainer. Because Cleveland. It's better than New York, too, as well. Better than New York, as well. Because Cleveland's hit with a curse because they're trying to end their 51 going on 52 year curse to bring a championship there. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one here. Skippy Bailey said that first thing should be nominated for a Golden Globe. Who? So he said, first take. you heard it right. Oh. 
My. I want to hear that. Ag- I want to hear that again. Who? Yeah, he said. Come on. He said that first take should be nominated for a Golden Globe. That that that, that what? A judge. Uh, the Golden Why? Globe. Why? Next month's the Golden Globe Awards, and Skip Bayless wants to see First Take be nominated for a Golden Globe. Should have won a Nobel Peace wa- Prize too. <laughs> I'm watching a Frank. I'm watching a Frank Thomas home run here from '91. That's got more merit than what he said about First Take being nominated for whatever the hell award he wants. It's a Golden Globe, buddy. Uh, yeah, with the golden sh- that comes out of his mouth every morning. I don't think so. <laughs> All right, let's go to this next one here. Um, Skippy Baylor said that LeBron James has done a great job of keeping the NBA mainstream over the last 15 years. And what has Kobe Bryant done? And what has Dirk Nowitzki done? And what has Dwayne Wade done? What is Stephen Curry doing? What is Klay Thompson doing? What has Derrick Rose done and will continue to do? You can take all those players and X out LeBron James, and the NBA will be relevant for far beyond when LeBron James decides to hang up his balls if he has any. I smell that. Forget that. What has Golden State Warriors done this year? You know what? Because. Oh, go ahead, Frank. So let me get into this. Oh, sorry. Um, I feel that the NBA has regressed since Michael Jordan has left the NBA. And honestly, I don't know what what, has, what about it's mainstream anymore besides that there's more politics in the NBA. And don't tell me that there's not because there is. It's written in every single playoff that we see throughout the years. And my interest is I was a big NBA fan as a kid, and my interest goes downer and downer and downer year after year after year. There's nothing genuine about the NBA anymore. It's not about a team. It's all about these guys with their massive-ass egos. I wish Herb Edwards did that right on the NBA, too, besides the one he did on the NFL yesterday. It's not about you. And it's really sad. I, I, I'm really tired of the NBA uh, spinning in the face of what the actual sport's supposed to be. It's now about it politics and drama and not even about the sport anymore. Skip Bayless it is. Can I get a witness? You can be a witness to, to – yes, be a witness. He thinks that this – you know what? He thinks that this is all the LeBron James era because he praises the guy so much. What have I always said about LeBron James? Overrated. Two and four in the NBA Finals, and he walks it up the court when he loses in the playoffs, doesn't even seem to care to help his teammates out or help himself out with trying to win. So how can you say to me, Skip Bayless, that he is a guy that has done so much for the NBA? What a bunch of bullshit! Look at all look what the look at all the players. Why don't you learn all the players that Snowman just named right there? You piece of shit. Guys, you know what fatheads are, right? You guys know about the fatheads. Oh, I heard of fatheads. Yep. Yeah. Okay, listen, yeah. listen to this. Listen to this. Don't you think Skip Bayless has a fathead in his bedroom and he wakes up to it every morning and bows down to the LeBron James to his LeBron James fathead every day? <laughs> I bet you he does. Skip that. Bayless is a fathead. He's a fathead and a lazy douchebag. He probably Thank talks you, to Sean. 
Right on. You got Goose it. Canoe. Yeah. Goose canoe. Did you are. All right. Uh, here's, here's the next one. Um, he fails to demand. Oh, no. Hey, it's not my fault. <laughs> my Chicago Cubs should tear down Wrigley Field because it's a dump and it's a waste of space and that there should only be one Chicago baseball team. Frank, that's oh, you. Wait, wait, I'm wait, wait. out of here. I'm getting okay, Yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean, why don't you right, just jump into the ocean? I'm ducking. Let, all, right, all right, let me ask you this, Josh. Did What was the last part of the comment? The last part. There should only be one Chicago baseball team? Correct, buddy. That's what bothers uh, me the most. As much as I don't know. Can I hide first, please? Can I hide first? Oh, dude, yes, you Brian, can hide Brian, first. Just Brian, you may want to jump into a pit of poisonous snakes right now because it's going to be better than what I have to say. I'll I'll just go hide in the closet because I I hate snakes. uh, To skip Bayless, I was blessed to have grown up in Chicago. Maybe I am a Cub Mm -hmm. fan, but I was blessed that I was given the option to see National League Baseball and American League Baseball. Cubs and White Sox fans, while they are different in terms of rooting interest, they are what makes this city great and as far as Wrigley Field goes the Cubs have an option of re of renovating Wrigley Field it's not going to be done until 2019 so come to Wrigley Field during the 2019 season and then are you going to say this place is a dump my goodness the only dump there is is you and you should be put into a dumpster and you know what I should take that dumpster and just roll it down the street what a buffoon idiot. My God bless America. God bless America. Skip Bayless. Dear Lord, why did you allow Skip Bayless to exist on this earth? Well, I know why he did, so we can have the smash hour. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I got Love it. I got, one last, I got one last quote for the snowman here before we have to let him go. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh-oh. Here it comes. I apologize in advance. No apologize. Okay. Okay, here we go. Skippy Bayless said that LeBron James can dunk over Patrick Ewing, Akiva Wiseman, and Wilt Chamberlain. God bless America. Let me see if I got this right. (laughs) Wilt Chamberlain Kemi yes. Mutombo. Yes. Akima Lajuan. Yep. And what was the other one you said? I forgot. Uh, Will Chamberlain. Cha- no, try again. Chamberlain, Mutombo, Olajuwon. Olajuwon. There was someone else. Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing. That's what I Patrick thought. Patrick Ewing. Okay. okay. Patrick Ewing will give LeBron an elbow to the mouth. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Akeem Olajuwon will give him an elbow to the throat. Remember the 86 Western Conference Finals against the Lakers? NBA was better back then. Correct. Will Chamberlain will step on his foot <laughs> before he can take off. And Dikembe Mutombo will block him, smash him, shove the ball down his throat, and give him the finger wig as he walks into the Hall of Fame well before LeBron even gets a sniff of it. I drop the microphone right there. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Anybody else want to share uh, their soliloquies on this past quote? 
No, I'm done after what I heard about no, the no, no, all I have to say is, Skip, you're full of shit. You don't know anything about the NBA or any other sport for that matter. Touchdown! <laughs> <laughs> I did know we're good. That's the wrap for the Skippy Bayless Bash. I'll wrap some more close to me tomorrow as we wrap up the week. Uh, follow Snowman at Twitter and Golden Voice Snow and check out the Arena Sports Network. Uh, also, the very good show on their YouTube channel, called the wake up call. Very uh very good listen for you guys if you wanted to take us some life advice as well. Uh Snowman, thanks for hopping on, buddy. I'll talk to you soon after the show, all right? Alright, I love you guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Love you, yeah. Brian. Take care, bud. There goes the snowman. See you tomorrow. There goes the snowman. Let us know, let us know. All right, we're going to continue the NBA conversation uh, in just a little bit, but we have to head to break. When we come back, Eric Barnett from the uh, Jock Journal crew will be coming on to talk about Paul George and the rest of the NBA here on the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. CarsForKids.com. That's Cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 Cars for Kids. K A R S Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. of the smartphone, you will notice that all these devices are constantly getting better in every way, more useful, more powerful, and physically larger. We decided to skip 10 steps in that evolution, and we made the absolute best smartphone that you could possibly imagine. And here it is, the FB 
the 607. Ugh. Behold, the future is upon us. And now is the time where we must... Ah, oh, sorry. Really heavy. Hurts the leg. Let's take a look at some of the specs. At 2.5 feet by 3 feet and 112 pounds, it literally dwarfs the competition and destroys it. The frame is a virtually indestructible cast iron titanium alloy, perfectly protecting the 9,500 gigahertz processor. The unique handprint and footprint technology guarantees ultimate security. It's just like Mission Impossible, but in real life. The battery life is 58 minutes, but you won't be using the battery that much because this baby runs on good old-fashioned gasoline. Just fill her up and pull the starting mechanism until you hear a slight humming noise. It's also equipped with cable television. What? It's equipped with cable television! What? It comes with cable TV! Because people love it! And in the unlikely event that you should experience service problems, just bring it back to the shop and the FB607 Virtuosos will change the oil, check the transmission, and examine any exhaust pipes to make sure that you and your loved ones are safe from any harmful fumes that it may or may not produce. <laughs> but be careful, because this phone is so hyper-intelligent that you may sometimes find it standing over your bed in the middle of the night, looking at you, wondering what you're dreaming about, just waiting for you to give it something to do. Please, give me a reason to live. Oh, my God! Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, show me the weather. The Apple FB607. It's f***ing big. Barely ads. They're stupid fake commercials. Oh. Don't yell at me. You are not my father. I'm not your father, but I own you, and I would like you to leave the room. You don't own me. This is my house. I own this whole house! Asshole! Why is your house all white inside? You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. Welcome back to the Sports Drive. Where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, I, I think that I've become a little bit... Uh, Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back here to Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. Expecting a phone call here from Eric Burnett, part of the Jock Journal crew. Um, wait for him to call in. As always, the number is 602-753-1743. And uh, we take your phone calls throughout the show. Don't forget, at the top of the hour, we'll be having... Javier Avalos as part of the uh, sports drive to talk about the Vikings-Cardinals game that's happening tonight. On, uh, it's not on CBS, right? It's just NFL Network this time? Yeah, it is. Unless you live in Minnesota or Phoenix, it's on CBS in those two markets. But unless you have the NFL I think, Network... I, 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 think it's, I think it's really dumb on CBS part for not having it on nationally on CBS. This no, is the only good Thursday night foot. This is the only thir- only good Thursday night football game they've had this whole year, and they're really going with that. 
That's the tease. They want you to get the NFL Network. Don't you get it? It's a marketing money, ploy. Money, 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 money. That's what it is. Money, money, money. Money talks. Money speaks high volume. I have money, to money, say, money. Though, I, I'd, I'd have to say, though, that, yes, it's, it's uh, finally one of the best matchups they've had in a long time. But you have to remember, this was something I think Roger Goodell the NFL commissioner had done from the last few years to play the first eight games of the NFL season on CBS and the NFL Network, and then the remaining uh, seven weeks, they move it to the NFL Network. I think it's an absolute joke, too, Josh, because uh, next year the NFL really needs to do a, a better job of putting on better football games because these there's a lot of games that the entire American public doesn't want to watch. And, uh, of course, Players get so tired out, their bodies wear out very quickly because now the NFL is like an everyday thing. And then don't forget, with this month being December, they will start playing games on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Thursday, right around Christmas time. Hey, guys, I have to change the subject here because I know we're uh, still waiting for Eric Barnett to show up. But we were talking during break about uh, – the Golden State Warriors and what they're able to do, and of course, Sean, I know they play the Boston Celtics tomorrow, but I want to give you guys—I want, I want to give you guys some fact here. You're going to find this fact interesting. Okay, I'm going to look ahead to the game for uh, the Celtics after the war. All right, they're playing the the Cavaliers on Tuesday night. The Cavaliers, obviously, NBA Finals—a team that everybody wants to see. LeBron, you name it. Guess how much the the ticket price on Tuesday night—the cheapest. I'm on StubHub right now. Guess how much the cheapest ticket price is for the Cavalier Celtics game on Tuesday night at the TD Garden? I don't know. Okay, I'll tell you guys. It's thirty nine ninety nine for a baseline balcony seat at the TD Garden. Now, look at tomorrow night's game uh, against the Golden State Warriors. It's $167 for a balcony baseline seat. Not even LeBron and the Cavaliers are stirring this much excitement. Did you have something to say, Josh? No, I was waiting for you. I, okay. Yes. Yes. When I look at, they talked a lot about this yesterday during the Celtic Bulls game uh, that they're expected. Yeah, and I think it's we talked about this during break. I believe it's just the fact that with the Warriors winning, we keep wondering how long this can stay and how long they can keep this up. Never ever in the history of the NBA have we have I seen this. Uh, I was mentioning everybody during the break that what the Chicago Bulls did uh, 19 years ago to go 72-10 and 10 was an impressive story. They were a team that was just very, very tough to beat that year. They had defense. They had rebounding. They had picked up a big rebounder in Dennis Rodman, who left San Antonio. And when Rodman went there, uh, that was huge because he would dive after the loose balls and stuff too, uh, loose basketball. And uh, Jordan, of course, was being clutched like he always was. Now you fast forward 19 years later and you don't ever see that happening. Uh, the, the Warriors are on a mission to try to become the first team to go 82-0. and zero. I just don't see it happening. Uh, Stephen Curry even has come out and said, Josh and Frank, that the Warriors are going to get on a slump eventually. Who knows they, when? Time I, will tell. I don't know if they'll go on a slump in terms of them losing maybe four or five games in a row, but I'll say this. They're not going to go 82-0. and 0. I mean, come on, that's la-la land. That's fiction. It's not going to happen. 
no team goes 82 and 0. If the if the Golden State Warriors go 82 and 0, I would I won't be able to do the show with you guys anymore. You want to know why? <laughs> because I will have died yeah. from shockness. I will Everybody. have literally died. Everybody will be shocked about this. And do I say the Warriors can win the NBA championship? I said yes. Because yes, look, because the Warriors have something that is important to them. A, they're wanting to win the championship, and B, they're trying to repeat as champions as since the Miami Heat did it for 2011-2012, 2012-2013. Uh, but the Warriors are a team that I still kind of had picked as maybe a team that could represent the Western Conference again. Simply, Josh and Frank, why? Because they still got a lot of All young right. talent. A lot of we young have, talent. Hey, son, we have Eric. Uh, we have Eric. Oh. Yep, Eric's here. Eric Barnett here for part of the Jocks Riddle crew. I saw through the Lion app. Eric, uh, welcome to the Sports Drive. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, fellas. Hi, Eric. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. All right, let's get this started here. We don't have a lot of time left. I know you're a busy guy here, but um, you wrote an interesting piece on Paul George. Uh, if I obviously a lot of people wondered how his career would go, especially with that. Uh, unfortunate injury in Las Vegas for uh, last season. And uh, this guy has really changed his whole game. He has a lot more of his shoulders, obviously, with a lot of big stars leaving the Pacers. And now um, I know people are going to run with the whole Warriors being uh, candidates for MVP, but if, if there was anybody I thought that there would be an early MVP candidate this year, it's Paul, it's Paul George, in my opinion. Uh, what's your thoughts on his progression so far since coming back from the injury? I think it's uh, it's amazing. And even as I stated in the article, the, I think the only reason why we're not talking about it as much is because of the Golden State thing. I mean, it, it's hard to talk about any other player other than Steph Curry or the Golden State Warriors. But the thing, what Paul George is doing is amazing. He's actually came back ten times better than he was before the injury. And he's doing it so quietly. He's shooting a way better three-point percentage. He's driving to the bucket better. His free throw percentage is better. He's more assists, more rebounds, obviously more points. And I hate to even admit it, but I actually argued with someone for 15 to 20 minutes the other day on why Indiana would beat Golden State. And obviously it didn't come true, but I felt it was a good Mm -hmm. argument. And at first it looked it bad, but then they actually ended up coming back, you know, fourth quarter and, Made a little run, but it still wasn't enough. Frank, you got questions, buddy? Yeah, I do have a question. And, Eric, Eric, by the way, buddy, I want to say thank you for joining us. Very blessed to have you. But i got to say this. From the Paul George, from, from what Paul George has done, that's remarkable. Because you can only imagine that with the injury that he suffered in Las Vegas, and I don't want to think about it myself here, but psychologically – that would have an impact maybe on Paul George, or at least that's what people would think uh, because of the injury, because he experienced it, that he wouldn't be as effective as he would be, maybe driving down the lane, as you're saying, because of the fact that he had an injury. And like I said, psychologically, that's what Paul George could be thinking about. I mean, how surprised should we be of Paul George um, being the player that he is, averaging 31 points per game? I think we should be very, very surprised just because, like, as you stated, like, psychologically, that injury can, can do a lot to you 
just because he, he hurt himself during a normal basketball play. So it wasn't anything freakish that, you know, you have to watch out for. You will have to watch out in your normal basketball plays. For instance, like a, like a Derrick Rose, obviously when he came back, his game was right. completely different. You could see the changes in his game. But Paul George came back playing this his exact same way, just at a better level. And I feel like it is very, very remarkable. And if if he can keep this up, I think he'll definitely finish as one of the front runners for the MVP. I think it will be hard for him to beat out Steph Curry just because of how Steph Curry's team is playing. And what they're doing is obviously this that historic 23-0 and is amazing. So I think it will be hard for him to beat out him for the MVP. But other than that, I don't see anybody else that should even be in that same argument with them two guys just because of how they've been playing. Who matches up well against Paul George, uh, Eric? Um, I would say the 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 normals, uh, LeBron. I feel like that's that's a hard, that's a very very tough tough matchup for him. But um, in the, also in the East, um, really it's it's really a tough matchup for anyone besides LeBron in the East, just because now Indiana is starting him at the four. So it, it's really hard to find a four that can really guard him. I mean, there's a couple of young guys that may have a chance, but no one can really stay in front of him. And that was really part of the reason why I picked Indiana to beat Golden State because I I didn't think Golden State had anybody that could guard Paul George, and he still ended up finishing with 30-plus points on him. But I didn't feel like they had anybody that could guard him, you know, down low. Like, because Golden State plays Draymond Green down at that four spot, and Draymond Green, he's he's not agile enough to stay with a Paul George. So, matchup-wise, in the East, I only see LeBron. Oh, okay. Eric, another question I have, and ex- excuse me, too. Sorry for interrupting. Uh, Eric, my other question is, uh, since we've talked quite a bit about Paul George, I want to make this quick. Can Jerry Colangelo turn around the Philadelphia 76ers, or is this team just going to be rebuilding forever and ever? Oh, jeez. I, I think they're <laughs> going to be rebuilding forever and ever. There's just no hope. Yeah, it's a it, just, it just doesn't look good for him. I mean, who knows what's going on with Joel in bed? Like, it's just, it really doesn't look good for him. Then the Jaleel Okafor, he just, you know, came off a two-game suspension. It's just, I don't know. It's like we're giving them everything that they want. We're giving them first pick, and they still they still can't get it to come together. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think that they'll be a legitimate uh, contender for anything within the next three or five years at all. Indeed. The the only team, the only the youngest team that I would say would be, you know, next to come up would be Minnesota. I think they're a team to look out for. I want to get back to the Paul George, uh, uh, to the to, to Paul George and what he's able to do. But before which, I want to say Philadelphia. Listen, if indeed this is true, Eric, what you're saying about the 76ers being a forever rebuilding team, at least they have those delicious Philly cheesesteaks. So it's all not that bad in Philadelphia. You have a nice cuisine, Philly cheesesteaks. Listen, I want to talk about Paul George here and digging back to the topic. Uh, how much do you get the sense here that Paul George is not a household name as far as the NBA goes? based on the fact, too, that he's not uh, part of the Golden State Warriors and what they're doing, or he's not part of LeBron's supporting cast in Cleveland, or of the fact that he's not in a major market such as New York, such as Chicago, such as Los Angeles. How much is it uh, a safe bet to say that Paul George maybe is not the household name based on the fact that he's not in the big market or playing on a dominant team here? I mean, the Pacers are dominant, but not in the big market. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I think you're exactly right. I don't. I think he's like right on the the brim of being a household name, and I think he was before the injury the same way on the brim of being a household name, especially with him going to be on the U on Team USA. But that would have built his his brand up a little bit. But then the injury kind of setting back. And it is like you said, it's hard for him to be a household name in that small market where we don't really get too many Indiana games televised, or you know. And then they're not. And then when they did play Golden State, they didn't beat them. So we didn't really talk about Paul George's performance. All we talked about on you know these other blogs and Sports Center was you know the Golden State streak continuing. We didn't talk about Paul George having 30 plus on them. So I I, I don't feel like he's a household name, but I feel like all basketball fans know who he is and know what he's capable of. I feel like he's definitely going to, you know, during the playoffs, I think he'll become a household name after this year because I feel like he's really going to be a threat in the playoffs to LeBron winning the East because I think that's the only competition in the East is going to be Chicago, Indiana, and Cleveland. The Pacers are 12 and 8. Eric, uh, another question I have is uh, with the Golden State Warriors and this incredible record that they've had, and this is one of the biggest uh, stories of the NBA. Who do you think can challenge the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference? Um, I'll have to just pick the, the, the obvious, San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio is eighteen and four, so they're not they're not far behind Golden State. I mean, they're not undefeated, obviously, but they're not far behind. Mm-hmm. And I think the way San Antonio mm-hmm. plays, that slow down, running the whole offense, getting a shot with three seconds left on the shot clock, I feel that would kind of suck some of the life out of Golden State. But um, I do see, obviously, the good Christmas matchup with Golden State versus Cleveland. I think that will be very, very interesting. I think that might be the only real threat to their record coming up here soon for as far as for the end of this year. Other than that, yeah, I would just say San Antonio. Mm -hmm. Eric, I have one more question for you before we have to let you go. Um, Obviously, it was the big news coming out a couple weeks ago that Kobe Bryant is uh, putting into his career at the end of the season – for you, being a longtime NBA fan, what will be your lasting legacy uh, of Kobe Bryant? Um, when I think of Kobe Bryant, I just think of the, the ultimate competitor. That's that's all I think of. I feel like you know the same. I feel the same way about Allen Iverson. You know, except for Kobe actually won with it. You know, I just think of him just being a great player, just a great competitor, and just his willingness to win no matter who's on his team. I feel he gives. I love that Kobe, he makes everybody play to his level. He doesn't really, you know, even when he had Kwame Brown, he would still be on Kwame Brown the same way he was on Dwight Howard. And it's a huge gap in the talent between those two guys. But he still didn't show him any mercy. And I really love that about Kobe. I feel like the league is really going to miss Kobe as far as just that competitiveness. You know, because we all argue and we all talk about, hey, the NBA is not like it used to be. Everybody's too friendly. You know, it's not like the 90s where it was really, it was real rivals. I feel like Kobe was one of the last people to really bring that to the NBA in this era as far as competitive and as far as really playing his heart out. So I I will really miss that about Kobe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Eric, where can uh, people find you on uh, Twitter and social media? Um, You can find me on Twitter at Rude and Lightskin. It's R-U-D-E. The letter N L I T E S K I N on Twitter. Thank you, buddy. Uh, you're always welcome. Yeah. I wish we had some more time, but uh, you're always welcome to come back at the sports drive. Please come back here. Absolutely. Please. Absolutely, fellas. Just let me know and I'll be back. 
All right, buddy. Talk to you later. God bless Here you, Eric. Goes Eric. Great guy. That, no, uh, before that, let's hit a legal IP first. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Final hour of the sports drive here on Jock Journal Radio and jockjournal.com. Josh Lopez here, of course, with the big win, Frank Sprinkle and Gutterball Man, Sean Man. We got uh, another uh, contributor as far as the Jock Journal family is Javier Avalos. What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing pretty good, hey, buddy. Javier, how are you doing? Doing well. Thank you, Javier, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Let's talk about this uh, this really competitive game that's about to go on tonight. Oh, yes. I, I'm, I'm glad because this, uh, this is one of the very few uh, primetime football games I'm actually interested in this year, and that includes Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football games. No um, WWE so, for <laughs> Well, I have to cover SmackDown tonight, but that's neither here okay. Anyway, um, um, tonight we've got the Vikings at the Cardinals. Uh, Vikings are in a little scuttlebutt now. The Cardinals are on a winning streak. Uh, I, I, by the way, before we get into the game, I don't know if it's me, but I feel Carson Palmer gets no respect. Doesn't he deserve to be in the running for MVP? Look how bad the Cardinals were heading into the playoffs with offense last year. Is it just me, Javier, or do you think he doesn't deserve to be in the MVP race? Well, no, I I completely agree. I mean, this is basically the same exact team, but the only factor that has changed is that their quarterback is upright. Last year, Carson Palmer was doing wonderful as well, and then he went down with that injury, and the Cardinals still managed to have a pretty good year playing their second and third yeah. string quarterback. So now that he's back in and they're rolling, I think he deserves major credit, and he definitely should be in the MVP conversation. Javier, are you surprised that the Cardinals are this good again like they were last year? No, like I said, I mean, Bruce Arians is a great coach. He's pretty much universally respected around the league. Everyone recognizes that he's a good coach. Everyone recognizes that this defense, the Toronto Matthew, uh, in the secondary is really, really good. Patterson's also really good. These guys have a really well-built team. And I think the Cardinals, uh, Larry Fitzgerald is certainly surprised, but I think every other component of the team is acting exactly as people uh, thought it would. Here we are, Javier, watching on Thursday Night Football, the Minnesota Vikings and the Arizona Cardinals. Look, it's an intriguing matchup here. But the Minnesota Vikings, it was reported this week that they are not happy having to play on Sunday as they did against the Seattle Seahawks at home, have a short week of rest and preparation, and then have to fly out three time zones, or pardon me, two time zones over to Arizona and play this game because of the short week. As a matter, as a matter of fact, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, who of course grew up in uh, Minnesota with his father being a sports writer and a sportscaster that he is, uh, even Larry Fitzgerald was quoted saying, and I quote his words here, it's tough, especially for the Vikings to travel on a short week. Once again, from Larry Fitzgerald, who grew up in Minnesota, with his dad being a sports writer, sportscaster there. Let me ask you this: What do you think of these Thursday night games with teams having such a short week to prepare and rest? Well, you know, I think it's one of those things that 
it's a demon that you have to compete with. The NFL is trying to rule every day of the week now. you got your Mondays, your Thursdays. In the playoffs, you get a Saturday game and a Sunday. So, I mean, these these are going to happen. And I'll tell you this, the Vikings much would have much rather had this portion of their schedule at the beginning of the year than have to, you know, blockade this at the end of the year, especially when they're trying desperately, desperately to keep up with a team like the Green Bay Packers. And it, it is tough. It, it, it is tough, but in the end, every team in the league has to deal with it. You know, they had to go to London a few years ago, and there was a big, you know, taboo about that, too. It, it's just one of those things you have to grind on in the NFL. It, it sucks, but that's just the way it is. So you don't mind the Thursday night games, correct? No, I don't, I don't mind it at all. I, I, You know, again, it's just one of those things that every team has to deal with. And especially at the end of the year, if you if you're a Vikings fan and you want this team to make the next step, these are the things you have to deal with. You have to be mentally tough. You have to be physically resilient because every other team is going to have to deal with a lot of these same issues. And that's the big question about this team: Are they ready to take the next step? No one knows that yet. And really, they're showing in every chance that they've had this year is that they're not ready for that yet. A team like Seattle, a team like Arizona, they're ready for that. They they can go in there, play a good game, they can travel, they can do all that stuff, and you're not going to hear that from them because, really, they're mentally prepared for it. They're ready to go. They want to win. And that's what you're noticing in the difference between those teams that are the elite teams and those teams that are on the line, not quite ready to go. And Minnesota has been the consummate team over the last few years of a, of a almost their team just close enough, barely missing it. That's what this team is, and I, I fear that's what it is again this year. Javier, can the Vikings bounce back against uh, Arizona tonight, or could they possibly get blown out like they did against Seattle, losing at home in embarrassment? Well, my prediction is Minnesota 13, Arizona 33, so I think it is going to be a tough game. I think they will play a lot better than they played against Seattle Although you won't really see it in the box score, I it's just they're not there. This is these are two tough teams. Seattle in December is one of the toughest assignments you can get as a team. Then you got to go back and go to Arizona and face a team that is one of probably you think probably on the top three of everybody's top list. They're not against this team, but if you look at their schedule going forward, I mean they got the Giants, they got the Bears, and they got Green Bay. So they can finish the year strong, but I just don't them beating a team like this. Javier, if you look at the Minnesota Vikings, this has been one impressive team and a fun team to watch this year. Okay, maybe not quite the case on Sunday. They laid a big goose egg against the Seattle Seahawks, but this has just been one fun year for the Minnesota Vikings. I do believe the Green Bay Packers, based on what I saw last week, are going to win the division. But the Minnesota Vikings, excellent shot at a wild card. But how much optimism should these Viking fans be feeling for the future? Because you've got what seems to be a promising team in front of you, not to mention Adrian Peterson is back to form. I mean, there was a question mark about that heading into the season. And on top of that, too, there's a whole new stadium, a beautiful stadium that's opening up for the Vikings next year. How much should these Minnesota fans be feeling optimistic about the Vikings here in the long run? Well, I can tell you, I'm living in Vikings country. I live in Minnesota. And I can tell you, people are very excited about this team. 
a lot of people really, they're so hopeful. The energy in August and early September on this team is always phenomenal. People are always really, really ready to give them that chance, ready, ready to give them their hearts once again. Now, even after that Monday night game against the 49ers in which the Vikings lost, people were still pretty excited. They just thought, okay, these guys didn't play their best game. They're going to bounce back. Then they won against the Lions. Then they won against the Chargers. And then they played Denver as tough as anybody had played them to that point. And then, you know, they kept piling on pretty good wins. So it, it is, it, it's not wrong to be optimistic about this team. The question marks that people are having big time are about Teddy Bridgewater. Is yeah. he the guy? Is he the one that can take this team to the next level? Nobody knows that yet. And people are kind of skeptical because Vikings fans, we've seen a lot of, you know, quarterbacks that were supposed to be really good come in, underperform, leave. The next guy comes up. He doesn't do it either. And really, you look at his stat, Bridgewater stats from year from last year to last uh, last year to this year. But we played 12 games. For 12 games that he's played in right now, you know, he's thrown he threw 14 touchdowns at this point last year, or uh, in last year's campaign. This year, he's thrown eight touchdowns. He threw 12 interceptions last year. He's thrown eight interceptions this year. And so really, pushing down the field just isn't coming as easily to him as it did last year. But remember, Adrian Peterson wasn't there last year. And so now that he's there, it's kind of complicating the Vikings' offensive pitcher. Javier, uh, you mentioned Adrian Peterson. Uh What's the mood in Minnesota about uh, Adrian Peterson? Are people impressed that he has bounced back after what's been kind of a long, brutal struggle for him? Absolutely. People are, you know, a lot of times when, you know, these star players do these things that end up in the headlines, you're going to have a lot of people have really strong reactions. And that was all last year. And even towards the end of the year, a lot of people wanted to, you know, see what they could get for him in the draft, trading him to anywhere else. But, you know, now that he's 30 – and now that you're kind of seeing what could be the last couple of years of strong Adrian Peterson play, people are really starting to realize how great it has been to have a player like this play for your team. He's had his troubles. He's had his struggles. But, you know, in the end, he's been a great player and been pretty much an all-around good for the franchise. Now the Vikings fans, are what they're worried about is that Adrian Peterson is going to drop off before the Vikings find someone else be the centerpiece of the offense. Let's bring up the Cardinals here. And um, as we were mentioning, uh, the resurgence of Carson Palmer's career, but, you know, the Cardinals have dealt uh, with constant running back injury issues for the past couple of years. Andre Ellison just can't stay on the field for whatever reason. And then they brought in Chris Johnson. Now he's off for the rest of the year. What, what did you thought on the play so far from David Johnson, the rookie for the Cardinals? Well, David Johnson's doing really well. I think that he's going to probably have another strong game this week. Remember, the Vikings have a lot, a lot of injuries on their defense. And they're not, they're not like uh, really, you know, guys in the secondary, you know, that are your second stringers. These are, you know, your Linville Josephs, you know, your Anton Exum. These are guys that are, are out of this game, and it's going to really affect how these guys, and it's going to affect that the Arizona Cardinals are probably going to be able to run it up the middle and have a pretty good game, whether it's David Johnson, whether it's Stephen Tyler, if he's able to play. They should be able to run the ball on this offense. 
Also, uh, I, I, we're going to move on from this game, but we'll go back to it in a, little, in a couple minutes. But, um, I, you know, this NFL season has been so odd so far. I mean, I can't really figure out what's going on now. <laughs> and the fact that an NFC East team actually is going to get a home playoff game really pisses me off. Uh, uh-huh, me too. Be in the playoff, but it's been so unpredictable this year, uh, Javier, so far. But who do you think wins the NFC East? Who's going to win the NFC East? Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, if I had to say the NFC East, I would have to say Washington. Washington or it got to have to be Washington or New York just because they're the two teams that are playing the most consistent if you can call that consistency. But they <laughs> seem to have the – I mean, they got the most consistent quarterback, play, most effective offenses. None of them are too great at defenses, except the Eagles. They do have the personnel on the Eagles for the defense, but just not consistent all around. It's got to be Washington or Dallas – or, I mean, our New York uh, Giants. I would say if you put a gun to my head, I'd have to say – I'd have to say the Giants. We don't want to do that. Tonight, of course, we got the Cardinals and Vikings. Let's get into predictions, boys. Uh, we got to head to commercial break soon. Um, sure. uh, we'll, 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 we'll let Javier go last here, but let's start off with Sean here. Vikings versus Cardinals. Uh, probably the best Thursday night game they had for the last two years. Who, who wins tonight? I have to say that when you look at this matchup, like you said, Javier, that this is a huge matchup that has serious playoff implications. Uh, we already know Arizona's going to make it, and I think this game is more important for maybe Minnesota than it is Arizona. But after what I saw by the Vikings and how they got demolished by the Seattle Seahawks, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals in this game. I think Minnesota's going to have a tough day. I, I think it's going to be a close game, but I like Arizona. Frank? I gotta take likewise the Arizona Cardinals. This team has just I every guys we're questioning hard to believe the Carolina Panthers are twelve and zero right now, and we're questioning or not whether this is the best team in all of the NFL, much less the NFC. The reason why I gotta take the Arizona Cardinals is because right now they are clicking on all cylinders. This is just one fun team to watch. And also for Minnesota, I do believe to an effect them complaining about Back that they have to travel a couple time zones over to the desert for this Thursday night game. That may have an impact. You got to put that behind you because listen, I don't like the game these Thursday night games much myself. But Javier, I do agree with you. It is what it is. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals tonight. I'm, I'm going to go with the Cardinals too. Um, it's unfortunate, but I think uh, the Vikings are letting the Packers get in their head a little bit, especially with that when the Packers had in Minnesota a couple weeks ago. And for some reason, it's just the Vikings can't score against good teams. And especially when you want to be uh, taken seriously in the NFC, you got to win those games. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals, 27, Vikings, 20. Uh, Javier, who who you got in this game tonight? All right, I got to take the Cardinals like I told you guys. Linville Joseph's out. Anthony Barr's out. Harrison Smith's out. Anderson Dejo's out. Oh, Anton Exum was put on <laughs> IR this week. This is just this. This was just these last games injuries. And really, 
I just don't see it. I think Arizona's going to win. I think they're the most complete team in football. I don't think it's going to be very close, but I think the Vikings will play pretty well in this game, although, like I said, it won't be reflected in the box score. Before we let you go, Hopper, where can people find you on uh, social media? Well, I'm at, at Javi and MN on Twitter. Also, I'm on Jog Journal and Facebook, too. Come hit me up. You guys can sometimes hear me on Matt and Nash's, Matt and Nash's show as well. So if you guys ever get a chance to listen there, I'm there as well. So uh, thanks thanks a lot for having me on today, guys. Thank you, Javier. No problem. Thank you. You're always welcome to come back on the show. All right. There's Javier Avalos, part of Jock Journal. We've got to go through a commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get into some baseball talk. Uh, MLB winter meetings. Today is the last day of the meetings in Nashville. Talk about some of the signings, and uh, we'll go on from there. This is Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one cars for kids donate your car today. Hello, and welcome to McDonald's. You've probably heard, we're revamping our image. But you may not know about all the wonderful new changes in store for our customers. You've seen our hot new hipster Hamburglar. But have you seen the new Grimace? He used to be such a sourpuss. But now, he's a puss magnet. Uh-huh. <laughs> we also have a new burger for all you tree huggers out there who are too snobby to eat fresh patties from enormous vats of ground-up cows. The McCarrot Burger. Mmm. Healthy and delicious. But don't worry. We've still got all the classics, like the Big Mac. And we're not going to change the Big Mac or the special sauce inside it. Our founder's grandson's great-nephew Randy's been making it, whatever it is, for 45 years. I make it at home in the back room, late at night. Now let's talk dessert. The apple filling in our baked apple pie was too hot for some people, so we replaced it with something a lot cooler. Gumballs. And of course there have been a lot of questions about just what kind of fish is in the filet of fish. Fish, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It definitely is a fish. But we're not just updating the menu, we're upgrading the entire experience. Karen, do you remember those complaints from moms about the cleanliness of the ball pit at the play place? I sure do, Jeff, but not to worry. Those ball pits will be scrubbed clean by our new global head of play place cleanliness, Randy. They told me I could legally wash the children's balls. Whoa! Don't worry about how that sounds. Randy will only be allowed to clean when our locations are closed. Dang it. Wait a minute. We almost forgot about Ronald. Studies show that Ronald McDonald actually scares the shit out of children, so he's now known as health expert Ronald McDoctor. Hi. Nothing is healthier than eating at McDonald's. 
Uh, try our gumball pies. They're very slimming. Thanks, Doc. Hey, Jeff, isn't it about time for our jingle? You mean, I'm loving it? No, silly. The new one. Oh, yeah. Hit it, maestro. Mickey D's. You have no other choice at the airport. So come on down to the new McDonald's, which is now called Anywhere But McDonald's. As in, where do you want to eat tonight, Jeff? Anywhere but McDonald's. <laughs> oh, yeah, one more thing. F*** you, Morgan Spurlock. Dick. Anywhere but McDonald's, you still have no other choice at the airport. And there ain't no more Happy Meals, neither. Unless you have beg me for it. You like to beg, don't you? Barely ads, they're stupid fake commercials. Oh. I could clean your workstation. No, right. Randy, Randy, That's clean. Come on. Jeff, you want to step to me? Huh? Jeff, I, got, I can take it. Jeff doesn't want you to touch me. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Material. Material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime. That's right. No ads, no setup costs, no transaction fees. Experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at Material.com today. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I I, I think that I've become a little bit... Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back here to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. Lots of callers. Oh, my goodness. Today. Where are you? We want to thank uh, Browning Bastard to come in to remind Sean about the bet that he lost since Sean mm-hmm. had to whip me for the Bulls losing to the Celtics last week. I'm still waiting to see, yeah, I'm still waiting uh-huh. to see your pictures. You made the best. It'll be up later on tonight. Excellent. Um, well, I can't, I can't, I can't put it on Facebook because it's for business. But that's okay, okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's, let's go to the MLB winter meetings. Uh, of course, John and Frank are the big MLB fans here. Very happy that ball. the White Sox uh, got uh, Brett Lowry uh, from the Oakland A's, and also. Um, we were talking about it with the Snowman. I broke the news live on air with uh, Will Lamb. Uh, it's now part of the White Sox coming from the Rangers. But Will Lamb's one of those underrated guys in the bullpen that's really helpful for a team like that. Uh, I know Don Cooper isn't the greatest pitching coach ever, but uh, he's a guy that uh, Cooper would have a field day with. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, some other breaking news before we let Sean and Frank go wild here in this segment. Um, of course, the Astros signed Tony Sip for three years, $18 million. Um, sources say Dimebacks has spoken against his rest about Brandon Phillips. They're trying to persuade uh, him to waive the no trade cost. It's two sides of reach. It may be easier for Arizona to get uh, Brandon Phillips from the Cincinnati Reds. Um, obviously, the Brett Lowry thing that happened yesterday. Um, it, one source said that the Nationals were looking to get Mike Leakey, the pitcher, but now it's considered unlikely. Uh, and other big one uh, was Emilio Bonifacio, who played with the White Sox last year, uh, now with the Atlanta Braves. Now, we had a couple here in our rundown that you guys wanted to talk about. So, here's Sean Mann and Frank Spiegel hitting up the winter meeting. 
Uh, you gotta leave right. me. Don't leave me alone with him. Do not leave me alone with Sean, man. Please. Oh, jeez. Here. Yeah. Here we, yeah. Here it uh, comes. Yeah. All right. So some of the big headlines that we got here for the winter meetings, of course. Uh, Ben Zobrist, who is with the defending World Series champion Kansas City Royals, he is leaving Kansas City, and he is heading up to the Windy City, where he will be playing with the Chicago Cubs. And, Frank, yes. what was your thoughts when you first heard that, that Zobrist is now a Chicago Cub? i got to tell you, excitement. Because this is a Chicago Cubs team, Josh. I said this, or Josh and Sean, actually. I'm talking to you now. But, hey, I want Josh to hear this, too. I want everybody to hear this. Sean, a year ago, the Chicago Cubs uh, were one of the most mediocre teams in the National League. No right. direction, no future. They went after Joe Madden, and the culture starts turning around. Then you bring up guys such as Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber. The culture starts to turn around. And you know what? If you mix in with guys that were here all along, like, um, I mean, take, for instance, obviously Anthony Rizzo, who's been really the veteran of this ball club. You mix it in with him. This is a pretty darn good ball club in terms of the lineup. Now, John Lackey, hey, I like that deal already. Now, I'm not trying to get off topic here, but the Cubs have made some pretty significant moves here at the winter meetings, which I'll be honest, I'm impressed. Ben Zobrist, doesn't the guy have a World Series ring? He can wear his World Series ring into the new clubhouse at Wrigley Field. And, yes, Wrigley Field is getting a new Cubs clubhouse. I believe the visiting team clubhouse is still a year away, but there's a new Cubs clubhouse, and I would like to see Ben Zobrin wear his World Series ring so he can show it off to his new Cub teammates and show him that this is what it's about. This is what you guys played for. This is what you guys were in the hunt for last year, and you couldn't get the job done, much less get to the World Series. Understand this, too. Ben Zobris, Sean, he was with Joe Madden. So there's a history there in Tampa Bay between Joe Madden and Ben Zobris. But you know what? He won a World Series with the Royals last year. He's getting a ring. There has got to be some inspiration for the Cubs, this young ball club. And I think you're going to find it in Ben Zobris with his World Series ring. You've got to. Indeed. And for the Cubs, you know, this is a team that's uh... – I remember after they got swept by the New York Mets this year in the National League Championship Series, a lot of people were say, still saying that even though the Cubs got swept, the future is still very, very bright for them looking ahead because this is a team that wants it bad. Uh, for Cub fans who have realized how rough it's been, how they've gone through a long, long stretch, take it from me, I know, as a Red Sox fan, not trying to get off topic, not trying to be biased here. No, but you're but right, just, you're right. But, you know, similar, you bet. And trying to do something that they've been wanting to do for a long time. And Theo Epstein is the man that understands understands that. He was like, like, with Theo, his mindset was, okay, okay, I won a couple championships with Boston. I did a great job there. Now I want to try to come to Chicago and put together a championship organization and try to win some titles there. The Cubs could be there, but... You know, you keep wondering, are there more holes that need to be filled for them, even though they just picked up John Lackey and Ben Zobrist? That's still yet to be determined. You know, you're wondering, what else does Theo Epstein have up his sleeve? I think, Sean, there always is room for it. Go ahead, Sean. Don't forget about about this, too. When they did the trade with Starlin Castro, it wasn't like they got minor leaguers. They got really good utility guys for the bench and the infield. 
let's not forget about that, gentlemen. Right, you know, you're Addison talking about Russell had injury issues. You keep Solaire in this option, so your infield is set. Of course, you have Anthony Rizzo there, but look at you have Addison Russell, you have Solaire, you have um, Brandon Ryan. Don't, don't forget about him. And also, he's the one that came out right. the Yankees deal. And also, Adam Warren is a very underrated pitcher. But go ahead, guys. The next yeah, you're story. right. Go ahead, because I was going to say, too, along the lines of what Josh is making here, Addison Russell uh, did suffer an injury against the Cardinals in the National League Divisional Series, was out for the NLCS against the Mets. But I'm going to ask you this question, Sean, because you're asking me, and I'm a Cub fan here, and I'm going to address the question that you asked. Uh, uh, Is it about the Cubs' need um, to fill holes? Yes, there are some holes that always need to be filled here, but this is growing pains for the Chicago Cubs. What they experienced against the New York Mets, young ball club, Growing pains. You gotta, you gotta learn to to walk. You gotta learn to crawl before you can walk. You gotta learn to walk before you can run. Rome wasn't built in a day. The Chicago Cubs are going through a period in which they need to learn. It's all a learning curve right now. That's true, and that's a big point for the Chicago Cubs. No question about it. Uh, the other news to make in the winter meetings: the New York Yankees. They made news. They got Starlin Castro, and that. You know what? My thoughts are about this. It still doesn't do the Yankees any good. Uh, I still don't think the Yankees, in my view, are not a team that is going to be a very big threat, I don't think, next year. It is amazing how funny it is that all the experts, sporting experts, uh, always would pick the Yankees to always win a championships year after year. But I've seen this story over and over again. The problem with the Yankees is, is that, yes, they're an old, old, old ball club. And I'm just not trying to say it to be a hurtful Red Sox fan to all the Yankee fans out there, but this is a team that's old. Look at the future about what the Yankees are going to need to do. They're knowing very, very well, okay, they got Starlin Castro, they added maybe a little bit of young talent, but Teixeira's getting up there in age. Uh, I'm not trying to get off the off topic with Starlin Castro, but yeah, Teixeira's getting up there. Alex Rodriguez, he will be retiring after the 2017 season. The Yankees could have years of rebuilding if they really want to be a threat again. I just don't see them being a serious threat, even though they picked up a good player like Starlin Castro. Well, Sean, you're not actually getting off topic. You're making perfectly good sense here completely because that's the point of going after Starlin Castro in the first place. Come on. This is what the Yankees need to do. They need to look ahead toward the future for Brian Cashman to pursue a guy such as Starlin Castro, a guy who is only 25 years old, very young for Major League Baseball. Clearly, it is about more so the next few years as opposed to 2016 because you mentioned about Teixeira. You mentioned about A-Rod. Uh, don't forget CC Sabathia. you got to look at some quality pitching here. This guy is not the same CC Sabathia as he was five years ago. They yeah. need to go in a different direction, Sean, if they're going to be in contention with the likes of the Blue Jays. The Red Sox, who knows how good they're going to be next year? Baltimore, can they be a good ball club? Yes, uh, and that's really, really important thing with the uh, with Baltimore, wondering what kind of talent they'll have because they're still waiting to hear with Chris Davis. They offered him a seven-year deal. I'm not trying to get off topic here. No, you're the right. Toronto, the, the, you know, the Toronto Blue Jays, even though they lost David Price, they're still the defending American League East champions, went to the ALCS. So the Yankees know very, very well they don't start winning and they don't start turning things around, 
this could there could be years that could be bad for the Yankees going back to the decade of the 1980s because in the decade of the 1980s the Yankees had some really bad teams during that decade. The only one fall classic they made was 1981. So no, I think this move is maybe okay for the Yankees, but the Yankees aren't strong enough. They're just getting to the point where the age is catching up for them. They're old. They're realizing. They're trying to figure out ways, Josh and Frank, to win without Derek Jeter to win without Mariano Rivera, which has still had a tremendous and a huge impact on their team. So that's what's really, really important to keep in perspective and keep in mind. And, you know, Cashman's doing probably what's right to make the team young again, but even Brian Cashman knows that probably the Steinbrenners are watching him, realizing you don't get it done soon, Brian Cashman. You're going to be out the door. Or even maybe Joe Girardi could be out the door if the Yankees do not get it done next year. Let's say they miss the playoffs or lose a playoff series. Because you know something? I'll tell you. When the Yankees, when it took them until 2009, Joe Torre was always under fire as manager for the Yankees when they were not winning championships throughout the decade of the 2000s. Hey, hey Sean, Sean, here's what's interesting yeah. about the New York Yankees now. They're at an interesting period of their organization. Then again, the New York Yankees will always be, they always get so much media coverage anyway. I mean, where do we begin to dissect that? But what makes this particular period of New York, New York Yankee baseball interesting is that this seems to be the first rebuilding period in the post-George Steinbrenner era because now, mm-hmm. of course, with George Steinbrenner being passed on, it's Hell and Hank Steinbrenner that run the show. What's interesting to see is, and we know how George Steinbrenner was when it came to his ball club. I mean, you had George Steinbrenner pre-Dave Winfield, the Dave Winfield issue, and then uh, in which he just wanted complete control over his team. And you had post-George Steinbrenner in which when he came back after the Dave Winfield fiasco, uh, he realized that his baseball people needed to do the the job, but he still had his desire of winning. What makes this interesting here is, what are Hank and Hal Steinbrenner going to do in terms of this new era of the New York Yankees in which you're hoping to build title contenders really from scratch? Pretty much, you know, and, and when you think about it, I, I know we got to get to Brett Lowry. We'll get to him very shortly. I'll add a little bit to this. 2009, they won their 27th championship. There were high expectations possibly of a new dynasty for the New York Yankees. I disagreed with it. I said, no, the Yankees are not going to be a new dynasty. I said, I don't even see them being good You're again. Right. I, you know, right. and. And like I've always said, look at the what the results have always shown us about how everybody thinks they're going to be good every year. You know, Texas, six games. Detroit, five. Getting swept by Detroit. Didn't even make the playoffs in 2013 and 2014. And then this year in 2015, they get to the one-game play-in game, and I knew they were going to lose to Houston just because that team didn't look like they were ready for that game right from the opening pitch. Now, we move to the next big story headline, and I'm sure, Josh, you'll have some perspective on this. Josh in here. Yeah, Josh, come on. Brett. Lowry going to the Chicago White Sox. Good move. I really am impressed because they need a quality third baseman. That's something that the White Sox have lacked since Joe Freedy. I mean, if you take a look at how many guys have started at the hot corner since Joe Freedy uh, left the White Sox to go to San Francisco. Um, I'm say- well, I'm saying it now with that. Yeah, I'm, saying it, I'm saying it. 
I'm saying it now like I did in the bash hour. If I look at that American League Central and I look at what, you know, Brett Lowry can bring to the White Sox, Chicago White Sox, like you said, Josh, and when Snowman was on, they are still a team that knows they want to compete in the American League Central. They're adding a lot of talent to their team, which is exactly what they need to do because they have been really having some tough couple of seasons. They want to be competitive. But right now with the White Sox making these moves, I could say the Royals, the White Sox, and maybe the Twins are the three teams that look really, really good in the AL Central. The Indians, no, nah, I don't, you know, the Indians, again, there's a team that's trying to end their long championship drought. Haven't won it since 1948. And the Detroit Tigers, are, of course, are a team that's definitely in rebuilding phase. So the White Sox did what was right to get uh, Brett Lowry, and then they got Navarro. So, you know, Chicago's making some really good moves at the right time. No, I, I found it really interesting that when you look at the White Sox over the past couple of years, and I'll make this because we have to go to our final mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, coming into the season uh, last year, Frank, you know, people said the White Sox would surprise the people. There's some good veteran leadership there. Jose Abreu was coming into his second year. Uh, obviously, have Chris Dale, who I still think is one of the best pitchers in baseball. I don't care yes, what anybody I, says. I concur. Uh, I concur. I, I see the White Sox need one more, I wouldn't say ultra-dominant superstar pitcher, but they need another quality one at the end of the rotation. And um, I think I, they need think a dominant cool. right-hander. Uh, yeah. And I, it, the White Sox have been having this syndrome over the past 10 years where they just rely on the home runs, too. Which is not good. I mean, the Adam Dunn project did not work. Jim Tomey, unfortunately, did not work. Um, but uh, I, I like what the White Sox are doing. As a White Sox fan, I think they're looking into the future. Uh, I don't know much about the Parsons because they're just not that great. But uh, who knows? Maybe it could get better over the years. But we'll see. Uh, we're we're going to head to our final break of the day. When we come back, we'll have the final thought. We'll shoot the you know what and uh, just. Chill out before the rest of the show is over. All right, we'll be right back. This is Sports Drive on Jack Journal Radio. on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 cars for kids. K-A-R-S cars for kids. 1877 cars for kids. Donate your car today. Denver from Florida way, got a Heisman Trophy, gonna make them pay. Orton and Quinn went to the bench, covered in that loser stench. Might be a legend. Legend, the legend of Tim Tebow. 
Now he ain't like Rogers or even like Fink. When you beat your team, it'll leave you sick. Ain't got big numbers. In the second half, he'll kick your ass. Just do the math. He's a legend, all right. Legend, the legend of Tebow. Now he ain't like Jordan or even A-Rod. Some folks think he's the son of God. Pure enough to bang your mama. Pretty sure he killed Osama. He's the legend. Legend, legend, the legend of Tim Tebow. He's the guy that gives your team the fear. Get your woman's knees up in her ears. He'll start a comeback, won't even blink, and you just know his no, don't think because he's a legend. For you. Now, Elway don't want him, neither does Fox. I'll bet that guy's got a five-foot He'll beat your team, ruin your life. When he's in town, he can f*** my wife. Boy, that's boy. what legends do. Ho, ho, screw, screw, no joke. Now, f*** the Raiders, f*** the Chiefs. It's all about the man with a swinging beat. Everyone loves him. He's the bomb. Hell, I'm pretty sure I'm getting turned on by the legend. You know he'll never give up the fight with the help of God and Jesus Christ. He's the cure for cancer. He'll save your soul all the way to the Super Bowl with legend, the legend. Legend, legend, the legend of Tim Tebow. Legend, legend, the legend Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, 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 I think that I've become a little bit... Uh, obsessed. Obsessed with sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back here to the Sports Drive final segment of the day here, brought to you by GiantsJournal.com. Very fun and entertaining show today. We've had a great couple of guests on the show. The Bashar always fun with the snowman, and then, of course, Brownie coming on to start off the show. Fact and fiction, just so much stuff going on, man. Um, anyway, I got a couple more things before we head off air. Uh, we, we were having a conversation during the commercial break, and uh, the guys were trying to reminisce over their uh, childhood memories of teams going on its route. Sean, you, you were asking me a question before we had to go back to the show? Yeah, I did. Uh, about you know, there was about uh, what Frank was t- saying about what it could be like when the White Sox had won it. And he basically just, um, we were asking about what our feelings were when they ended droughts. And I think for you, Josh, it was like uh, you were the same way, too. You were like, I was asking you, how did you feel when they uh, when the White Sox won? Yeah. Oh, you know, I it was kind of funny and kind of, Focus at the same time because um, I, I I got to celebrate it, but I had to go build the next thing. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, same thing, the day of the parade was kind of sucked. Uh, but it is what it is. Education is important. Folks, remember that. There is more stuff important in life. There is more stuff important in life than uh, who's winning in a wrestling match or how this coach is coaching this team or blah, blah, I- blah, blah, blah. 
Anyway, yeah, like, oh, um, I was going to say, education is oh, important, kid. Oh, if I, I could just... This, you know, oh. Hold on, son. Um, sure. You know, that, that year in Ohio was very interesting because um, I would go sometimes with my dad. He, he would deliver stuff, and we'd go on the highway. And I remember it was actually the first game of the World Series in 05. And it wasn't like any traffic was going on, which was really odd in this case because, you know, uh, White Sox Ballpark is right by an expressway by the south side of Chicago. And um, it wasn't any traffic. You know, we were driving and we saw it, and I was like, well, honestly, I couldn't go to this game because it was so much freaking money. But, you know, just to be by the environment, even though we're driving past that, I thought that was really cool. You know, and mm-hmm. maybe it's just me. I like those cool black uniforms that they wear. And I thought the World Series they had, they the World Series hat that they had that year was really really cool. So yeah, that, that, that White Sox memory was a lot of fun. For me, I go all the way back. Everybody, twelve years ago, October sixteenth, two thousand and three, the Red Sox blowing a five two lead. It was a miserable feeling. I'll never forget looking up at the ceiling and looking up saying. Why, guys, does this always have to happen? I said, I am so sick of losing to the effing Yankees. I was so tired of it. It was just so frustrating. But you know the thing I really loved about my favorite team, the Red Sox, is right after that, they went right to work. They never stopped working right after that. They knew that the Yankees were in the World Series. It was great when Florida won, but then they made a lot of decisions. Grady Little was let go as manager because he made bad managerial decisions, especially when he stuck with Pedro in the eighth inning with one out in the bottom of the uh, in Game 7 of the 03 ALCS. And they went right to work. Then they bring in Francona. Then they get Schilling in uh, Thanksgiving of 03. And I was happy about it. I thought, great, now we've got a good starting pitcher. I said, let's get some other pieces. And then they got Keith Polk. And then there was the uh, memory surrounding about a trade where Alex Rodriguez was going to go to Boston. I'm glad that fell through. I said, no, you don't get rid of Nomar and Manny. I could not do that. That year of 04, I followed that entire Boston Red Sox team. I watched them start to finish. And, you know, the thing about 04 was it got off to a couple shaky months. You know, for a while they were like 53 and 44. And I'm thinking, I said, you know what? The month of August is coming. I want a hot streak. I want a winning streak where you guys just keep winning and never look back. And the Red Sox did that. They went 21 and 7 in the month of August. They kept rolling in the month of September. And October was magical. Uh, you know, everybody always asks me if I will walk around anywhere, if it's around Coeur d'Alene or anywhere, and I'll talk about that 04 season. And people said, John, you're giving me a tear of joy. And people are like, going, Sean, you're giving me the goosebumps. It was absolutely outstanding. And when the last out was recorded, when Keith Folk grabbed it, un- took a couple steps, underhands at the Menkevich, I was like, yes. I said, we did it. They did it, and I just, here I am watching them win, and I'm like going, oh, my gosh. I said, for all the parents and the grandparents and all the Red Sox greats that just wanted a championship so bad in Boston and all of New England, I'd always said, Josh and Frank, I was proud about what the Bruins and the Celtics and the Patriots had done, but if there was one championship that meant so much to Boston and all of New England, it was the Red Sox winning it in 04. And that's something I love. It's still a great feeling to this day. 
That, 04, I, 07, and 
this decade has been arguably the golden year of the Boston Red Sox. It really has. And I know we got to make this really, really quick. You know, winning 2013 did a couple things. And I told Josh this numerous times on Skype conference calls. When they won it in 2013, A, they won it for a city that was hit by a deadly bombing, which was really, really sad. I mean, that team came together in 2013 when they won that World Series. I loved it. The whole team just said, you know, let's see what we can do together as a team and maybe see if we can really bring a championship there. And when they did that, that was great. The whole team came together. They had the 617 jersey in the dugout. I just loved it. And then they were for them to win it for all the people of for the city of Boston was fabulous. And then B, they were able to get rid of a nightmare from what 2011 brought, which was uh, the September 2011 nightmare, as I call it. And then 2012 and Bobby Valentine and all the drama and crap that he brought there. So you're right, Frank, it really has been a very magical time for them. And I just want to see more of it. And I know I will. I know I will. Like I said, I just want to say it's closing. Whenever I hear the 1961 hit by Etta James at last, I always will think of the 2004 Boston Red Sox. There you go. Yep. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show there, but before we go, any final thoughts, gentlemen? I'll go first. Uh, final thought, uh, just another fabulous show. We all did well. We were opinionated. We had fun. We uh, uh busting each other's chops, but this is what it's all about, everybody. I mean, like, for all you people that are trying to even tune in and just figure out what we're about, keep listening. This is the job that Josh and Frank and I do. We like to entertain you. We like to put a good show on for you all because we just want you to know that if you really want to hear big sports talk, come listen to us. You know, even have the have your Internet radio on at work. Listen quietly in school, but have a blast with listening to us. So, Thanks again, and we're going to get back at it again tomorrow. How much ammunition do I have to bring? How much ammunition do I have to bring tomorrow? (laughs) Do I have to bring? Do I have have to come fully armored? (laughs) Hey, listen, guys, great show. Listen, you know what the sad part about doing a show on Friday is? I I will miss you guys then until Monday. I mean, what do I do over the weekend? Oh yeah, I got to do some Christmas shopping. Well, I probably won't even do that. Oh my goodness! It's 15 days till Christmas. You know what? I would, I would, let me ask you: Have you guys done any Christmas shopping seriously? No. Of course you haven't. You've been busy. You've been busy getting yourself in shape for bowling. It ain't even funny anymore. <laughs> I haven't done any Christmas shopping. I'm guilty. I don't know what to buy. There should be a store for me. Oh well. <laughs> I knew you were going to hit me with that with the we bowling. Love it. But, but hey, great but, job last night. Thank you. Welcome, and the Celtics won, and the Bruins won, but the Patriots didn't. Question is, Sunday night, the Patriots-Texans, oh, we'll keep, we'll wait, I'll wait till tomorrow to talk about that. All right, no problem, bud. Well, um, for me, I, I just want to thank all you guys for checking out the show. Uh, now we're over 600 listeners, it's pretty cool. I've been taking in one show at a time, um, no, uh, we strive for success, but uh, we're not going to be perfect all the time. But uh, I, I like to look at the show as a platform for sports talk radio fans that just want to listen to sports. Instead of hearing people yell and scream the entire time to fit their narratives and stuff. Um, I because, yeah, I, you're not going to hear me have a heart attack over uh, a bear 
lost or something like that. I, I just think this really played out, in my opinion, and it's good that all, we have all three dynamics here. We all back up our thoughts and opinions with research and facts, but at the same time, we like uh, taking other people's opinions and not attack them for it. So if you want to call in and you disagree with us, hey, Bill called in, the, uh, Bill from Long Island called on the Tuesday show disagree with Frank and Sean about their opinions on the MLB team. He was on with us for like five or six minutes. <laughs> and then we ended up agreeing to talk about the NFC East and how crappy their division was. So, hey, Bill called in. Uh, Andrew, uh, thanks for Javier and Eric for coming on the show today. We appreciate that. Of course, the Snowman. Hey, we had this thing when we were at Sports World Radio that I came up with. This is a sports show for real sports fans. Yeah, I yes. know it's easy to say that, but this is really what it is right here. And we'll show that tomorrow as we make our predictions for uh, week 14 of the NFL season. Tomorrow I'll talk a little TLC tomorrow since uh, the pay-per-view is this Sunday from the TD Bank Store Garden. Uh, congratulations to Sean Mann once again for uh, winning the bet and his yes. gutter ball adventures. Uh, <laughs> big big <laughs> win. <laughs> Thanks for the big win for coming on as always. And uh thank you guys for listening. Uh make sure to follow us on Twitter at Dot Sportsline. Da Sportsline. Uh also follow me on Twitter at WZ Josh Lopez. Follow Sean Man on Twitter at Sean Man S W R. Follow Frank on Twitter at Jock J L Frank. Check out JockJerald.com. We'll be making some announcements very soon. But for the 600 listeners that listen to the show, listen to the playback, spread the word around me. If you like what we bring to the table, spread the word about the show on social media. We'll be picking it out as well. But with that said, for Frank Sprinkle and Sean Mann, my name is Joshua Lopez. And we got a nice little parody song for you guys to listen to as we get out of here. So for Sean Mann and uh, Frank Sprinkle, my name is Josh Lopez, and this has been the Sports Drive. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Adios, we'll see you tomorrow, and have a great day. Enjoy the Thursday night game. It's Tebow time. Well, it came up to Denver from Florida way, got a Heisman Trophy, gonna make them pay. Orton and Quinn went to the bench Covered in that loser stench. Might be a legend. The legend, the legend of Tim Tebow. Now he ain't like Rogers or even like Vic. When you beat your team, it'll leave you sick. Ain't got big numbers. In the second half, he'll kick your ass. Just do the math. He's a legend, legend all right. Legend, the legend of Tim Tebow. Now he ain't like Jordan or even A-Rod. Some folks think he's the son of God. Pure enough to bang your mama. Pretty sure he killed Osama. He's the legend. Legend, 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 the legend of Tim Tebow. He's the guy that gives your team the fear. Get your woman's knees up in her ears. He'll start a comeback, won't even blink, and you just know his no don't stink because he's a legend. For you. Now, Elway don't want him, neither does Fox. I'll bet that guy's got a five-foot <laughs> He'll beat your team, ruin your life. When he's in town, he can my wife. Boy, that's boy. what legends do. Ho, ho. Legend, legend, the legend of Tim Tebow.
all about the man with a swinging beat. Everyone loves him. He's the bomb. Hell, I'm pretty sure I'm getting turned on by the legend. You know he'll never give up the fight with the help of God Jesus Christ. He's the cure for cancer. He'll save your soul all the way to the Super Bowl with legend, the legend. Legend, the legend of Tim Tebow. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you Jock stars. Here it is. The NFL games. Here it is, guys. Check this Check this topic out. I posted this. I was the one that actually posted this. I believe I did post this on a couple nights ago. But it actually costs more to buy a beer at a 76ers game than it does for one ticket. Mm-hmm. Correct. I found that myself. And we are off. Well, guys, All I right. got Gentlemen, I got to go get cleaned up for my meeting with lunch. my job recruiters, so I'll see you guys tomorrow right. then, okay? Go enjoy yeah, the best. Let me know okay. how that goes. I have to I have to go eat. Yep, I'll text you. I'll let you know how it goes, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.